Sick and wrong, Jeff the Pizza Guy. Happy anniversary, guys. Short and sweet. Love you. Bye. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Happy anniversary there, Wackerly. Thank you. Happy anniversary to you, too. Big three years, and this is the three-year anniversary show here at Sick and Wrong. I'd like to say uh, welcome to uh, Sleazy E. in the house tonight. Hello. Hello. Is this on? Yeah, I think that mic is on there. But Sleazy E has been a guest uh, on the show in the past, and it's good to have you here for the three-year anniversary. Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a momentous occasion for us, actually. You know, I'm, it's in retrospect, you look back and you're thinking, did you really think we were going to do three years of shows? No, I thought we would do like 50, and, and then like 150. And it would like taper off, and then we'd just kind of go back to leading our mundane lives. Yeah. But now instead, we actually, you know, do you're a weekly pr- radio pr- show and still lead our mundane lives. You're pro- productive and creative. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, keep, keep it going. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that uh, we've been going on three years. And so, yeah, you know, tonight's a party. We're going to commemorate this uh, occasion here by having our three-year anniversary show. A lot planned for tonight. We have, dude, we got like 40 phone calls from people wishing us a uh, happy anniversary, happy new year. We and have, we're going to um, make some calls. We're going to make some calls. I plan to call uh, Steel from From the Ville. We have uh, Fozzie Bears waiting for us to call. And uh, yeah, Kendra, our, um, probably one of our most famous fans, the and, queen of the forum. And cutest. And yeah, definitely the uh, cutest fan that we have. But Wackerly, before we get into this, I just want to say I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you're here because I was hoping that uh, you weren't going to be like lit on fire or uh, trapped in your home or something because of these riots going on in Oakland. What's going on with that? Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, on New Year's Eve, a couple weeks back, one week back, a couple weeks now, uh, uh, a reveler, I guess we'll call him, a black reveler was uh, causing a ruckus on the BART, you know, the public transportation. Raising a ruckus. We, along with other people, and it's unclear whether how much he was culpable in the ruckus. But, uh, you know, the cops came, the, the transit police showed up. Yeah, these are BART police, though, the transit police. Yeah, these no weren't real regular cops. Oakland cops. No, these transit police. Transit police. Um, showed up to take charge of the situation. They hauled a bunch of people out onto the, the, you know, the train platform and in the process of sort of trying to subdue them and cuff them, uh, apparently one of the cops decided to like pull out his gun and shoot this guy pretty much in the back. Yeah, while, he, while he's laying on the floor, like pretty much handcuffed. Well, this right. this kid, this he's like what twenty one years old, twenty two. He's twenty one. Oscar yeah. Grant, and uh, they had actually subdued him, and he was like he had his hands tied behind his back with with like a zip tie. Yeah. Uh, well, it, there's there's some question about whether he was actually cuffed or not. But I there's don't know. a video though; you can see it. Well, I don't know if you can see it, but that you may, you raise a good point though. The reason that this has become so inflamed is that it's New Year's Eve and tons of, there are a lot of people on public transportation on on this train 
that had cell phones and cameras because it was New Year's Eve and videotaped this from multiple angles of this cop just sort of, you know, capping this guy. It almost looked like an execution. I mean, there are three cops surrounding this kid. He was prostrate on the ground, his hands tied behind him. And then the next thing you, you know, it looked like the cop... I mean, maybe he thought it was a taser, I've heard people say. But instead, he actually pulled out his handgun and just, yeah, shot the kid right in the back. It's very... I want to say it's confusing, but at the same time, when you see the video, it's not that confusing. He basically just shoots the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he looks confused, and it's it's weird. Nobody... I, I don't know. I, you know. A lot of people think that it was sort of a race execution type thing, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense either. Well, I, I love Not the with fact, 20 witnesses. Yeah, right. but I love yeah. the fact that the uh, the cop who actually killed the kid is named like Johannes or something. He sounds like some kind of South African, like Afrikaner. Yeah, or Dutch, right? Or Dutch uh, or yeah. something. But I mean, he's got this kind of like, you know, complete white, you know, Afrikaner name. So now everybody in the Bay Area is... is well, up in arms. Up in arms, uh you know, very anti-police, uh, and there's a lot of protests going on. And, and a, a week ago, I guess, it was, was it after we did the podcast last week or well, what before? No, you I know, was, what was interesting is last week for episode 156, we were planning on talking about this, but then we were thinking, you know, Dee's writing a Holocaust memoir, and that's much more important <laughs> than, you know, some kid who gets shot in the back on the bar train. But really, I mean, there wasn't that many that much news about it. But the as shooting ma- happened before the episode, but what happened then, there was, a, there was a, a vigil, like a march, you know, that people went down to the, that train station where he got shot, and they were going to have just, you know, a little, a little... A candlelight vigil. A vigil, or, a, a, yeah, a protest type thing. They got out of hand, and then they, you know, this whole march sort of moved from that train station over to my neighborhood where I live, and uh, I don't, you know, it wasn't everybody, but a group, a, a splinter group, broke off and started smashing windows it, and lighting cars on fire. Yeah, I was um, actually, I was wondering if your car was going to be lit on fire because your car, don't you park it right on the street over there? No, I don't. I it it is out in the open. It's in a parking lot though, so it's not like right on the curb. But and w- which most of the cars that got fucked up were parked right on the curb, uh, well, whereas mine is sort of off the curb, back in a parking lot. So, but the irony here is, so this this black, um, you know, this black African American kid was killed, and people were upset. They're protesting police brutality. Can I, can I say something? <laughs> he's, but wait, he's not a kid. He's 21. Okay, he's 21. Okay, this, he's a man. This, this man was, was shot and killed on the, BART, on, the, on the BART platform by the BART police. But the irony here is people were upset. They're protesting. But yet they're burning down black-owned businesses in Oakland. And black-owned, black yeah. there was like an African braid store that had uh, you know their windows smashed out. And then there was like some a Korean grocery that they had their windows smashed out. You know the the Bart Police, uh, well the Bart uh, office building is only like three blocks over. But why weren't they, they there? They didn't get any of their windows smashed out. It was just sort of like what innocent people who who work and live and own businesses in the neighborhood get all their shit fucked up. So were you nervous? I mean, were you sitting in your apartment watching the mayhem, thinking, "A oh, shit, they're gonna go fuck with my car." Um, a little bit, but not so much. I was just more pissed off of like at the the misdirected mayhem. And the other thing that pissed me off was that, you know, this was a, the guy who got shot. Uh, he he lives in uh, San Leandro, I think, or Hayward or something. Fruitvale or some some some. Well, that the area. shooting happened in Fruitvale, but he lives in Hayward. He was on his way home to Hayward, which is in the East Bay. Is in the area. East Bay. Um, but like, so so I could I could I could really like feel for like a lot of like people from that community coming out and protesting. 
but I'm I, I'm there in my apartment, and I actually even went out on my bike just to check it out because there's like helicopter, like seven helicopters hovering yeah, around, police and in riot tons gear, tons of police in riot gear. Uh, you know, and cars are on fire. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go out on my bike and check this out. I'm riding my bike around and looking at all this stuff. A lot of these people were were white kids, like, you know, 17 to 25, like from Berkeley, from San Francisco, from the from the colleges uh, that are, I, I, I can't put it any other way that they were like um, sort of riot tourists, you know, yeah. Dude, they trust- were there for the they were there for the riot and to have fun. Rather than there to like really because they felt persecuted, yeah, there was it's sort of persecution by proxy. Like I want to feel persecuted, so I'm going to go and like latch on to this issue and, and join this protest, and, and I'm going to smash some shit up because well, it's fun. Trust fund anarchists, you know. It's yeah. like here's an excuse to go out and light a police car on fire. I'm sure really, lots of people have like an alternate viewpoint, but that's my from what I saw. That's my viewpoint. But uh, but at I least fifty percent. Fifty percent, you'd say, were white kids from Berkeley that were protesting, causing all the the violence, and probably a higher percentage of the people who were actually smashing shit. Yeah, were you know like white kid trustafarian anarchists. Trust trustafarian. So all in all, your car did not get smashed. No. Um, no, I'm, nothing of mine was smashed. I don't have any like specific monetary complaint or anything. But I'm, just, were you, I'm just pissed that my neighbor. I went to work the next day and I'm looking around at all these places I shop at. You know, restaurants that I go to are all smashed up. It, it kind of sucks. But were you lamenting the fact that you didn't buy a gun? No, I never feared for my life or anything. But I mean, okay. But you're mentioning like so today. I have a I have a future fear <laughs> of not having a gun, and I've been putting I've been talking about buying a gun for a long time. I don't know if it's a fetish or whatever, but now it's becoming more of an imperative. My my concern now is when the actual trial happens. Well, so to, to, to make a long story short, the officer here, Johannes, racist man, uh, that that killed the, uh, the the kid on the on the bar platform, he was just recently arrested in Nevada. So now officially he resigned from the bar police. He wasn't charged with any with anything, and now he's actually been arrested and he might he's be charged in with murder. Custody, and I don't I think he doesn't even have bail. Like there's no way he can pay money and get right. out. Yeah, so uh, he's being held without bail. And so this I think will be the true test as, as to whether or not there's gonna be a full blown riot in Oakland. If this guy during the trial is not charged with murder and he's acquitted, do you think Oakland's gonna burn? It will be chaotic, is my prediction. Worse yeah, than the L.A. riots of uh, 93? Well, I mean, it, it's just logical. If you think about the 93 riots in Watts, those happened because, um, what was his name? I'm blanking on Rodney, Rodney King. King. Rodney King was beaten. You know, he was on PCP, got pulled over, a bunch, you know, six or seven cops beat the shit out of him, and somebody got that on videotape. Mm. You know, this guy, Oscar Grant, was shot to death. And a bunch of people got that on videotape. And if this guy doesn't, you know, get what they think is, you know, the proper uh, discipline, justice, how could it not be worse? Yeah, Yeah. no, it's definitely going to be worse. And I think it's, personally, I think it's like a fuse to a, you know, keg of uh, gunpowder here. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's going to be tension. Especially with like the economy and all the other factors and stuff that people take into into account, you know? And the kids from Berkeley are going to be just up in arms. <laughs> They're going to get their Molotov cocktails. So, Wackerly, you're going to need to buy I a gun. I actually think that's a difference. You know, these protests that have been going on that are sort of like... The whole point of the protest and the riots that went on last week, and actually there's another one that's going on tonight. I don't even know what's going to happen, were that 
you know your house the, is burned down the guy yeah, I, hope, I hope my shit isn't burned down when I go back I'll be coming back over here and sleeping on the floor I hope your shit but isn't their, burned their down their point either. was like that the trial wasn't happening soon enough but it only been like five days yeah. you know yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like what do you expect like yeah. they gotta like you know build get yeah, their evidence and everything but they were saying though that he hadn't been interviewed yet because he what it was his birthday and he just had a kid or something well, no dude I mean he couldn't go out and speak to the, the, the press yet I no mean, it wasn't the press though I mean he hadn't been interviewed by the, the bar yeah right, the bar right, police right, of the commission right, or whatever and then he quit yeah he so resigned. Then, then, then his employers had no more jurisdiction and then he took, over him. and then he took off running to uh to nevada well <laughs> he was getting a lot of death threats and like you, that's you know, understandable though you know it, you know even his family was getting death threats so you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens but wackily i recommend you buy a gun Right, and my point and a big one, a big big one. These protests are sort of white kid friendly, white college kid friendly, you know. Yeah. But I think if the trial goes badly, or is you know he isn't sentenced to an adequate uh, whatever you know term, I don't think the white kids will be stupid enough to go over there. It's going to be violent. I think yeah. it'll be a purely clear cut like race riot, and you know those th- those white They'll kids. They'll stay out. Jo- sure. I mean, I hope they will. It's going to be like sake. a John Carpenter movie. Wackerly escape from Oakland. Yeah, <laughs> I see you with a with a nice snake. Wackerly with an eye patch. A, 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 I hope I have a hang glider, or whatever the thing was that he flew into New York with, <laughs> just to go over, out. just to go over the bay. It'll be like a song precinct thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a. Th- three-year anniversary show of sick and wrong and we're not going to talk about social ills tonight tonight's a a, a cause to celebrate and uh, we have a lot planned and uh yeah as i said we're gonna make some phone calls and uh, we received some calls recently i signed up for skype voicemail bit the bullet this is enough to celebrate right here because now we can finally hear from our australian fans and you know what we we had a pretty good response a few australian fans called in Actually, the first guy uh, over here didn't even call in. He made his own MP3, Mad Posty. He's a uh, popular guy on the forum and a big listener of the show, big supporter of Sick and Wrong. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's play this call from Matt, Mad Posty here. G'day, mates. It's Chris, the Mad Posty from Australia, calling. Just wanted to congratulate you on your third anniversary. It's a great podcast. You've got a lot of fans down here. We all really love it. Um, looking forward to seeing you guys post your true identities on the forum. I bet you're as ugly as a hat full of assholes, but uh, <laughs> go ahead and post them anyway. Give us something to laugh at. I'd also like to thank the ladies for posting some of their pictures on the forum, but uh, when are we going to see a few maps of Tassie? Come Wait, on, lady. Hold on a second, Rick. What do you say? A few maps of Tassie? Maps of Tassie. I have no idea Tasmania. what that means. Of Tasmania? Maps of... No, I think he's... Because it, it's the shape, like it's a... It's a... Oh wait, are you saying like the uh, the pubic hairs, the shape of a triangle? That's Tanzania. Is it Tasmania? Oh, that's interesting. You know, it, it's it's you need an interpreter to decode this Australian lingo. Right. I know. Well, no, but I I kind of agree with Mad Posty. When are we going to see some maps of Tassie? Yeah. All right, here we go. Come on, ladies. And Come on, one ladies. final thing, I'd just like to send out an apology to. Um, she whose name can't be spoken. He's talking about soccer mom. Oh yeah, and weren't they, weren't they pretty harsh on her on the forum? A little, but it's all water under the bridge. Yeah, ease up. We want more chicks to come on the forum, okay? With her on the forum, and uh, I hope she won't take it too. I hope she'll come back soon. Um, she's more than welcome. Come back and give it back to me as hard as I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, so like congratulations, that. boys. 
crack at Foster's. Keep up the good work. Here's to another three years. Now, that's what I like. You know, that's an Australian. He G'day, really mate. sounds Australian. And, uh, you know, he's drinking Foster's. Now, maps you know, of ta- he's got the Australian lingo. He has actually the stereotypical, like, Australian accent. Like, good day, mates. I think it's a proper accent because he's a postman and he has to, you know, interact with the public. So he's got a very proper Australian. Have time to lose it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got a yeah. No, he's you know he's got a he's got a what a a government job. Yeah. So he's yeah he can't just go out and just be like completely wasted on Fosters acting like a crazy Aborigine. Well, you know, he's like uh, he's he's a proponent for the for the country. So he's out there like you know. Representing. representing exactly he's a representative but it is nice that he's cracking a foster in our our honor there so uh, thank you mad posty i think we have another aussie that called in gauntlet yeah this one i can barely understand him <laughs> it's not the proper you know it's not the proper vernacular but we'll try and muddle through it so okay hey dan lance it's tom from australia otherwise known as gauntlet firstly i just want to say that i'm very proud of you d and uh simon Proud of you too. Uh, there's a new story in for Australia. It just uh, says a man wearing a black leather mask used a sex toy to belt a woman about the head before try- tying her pet dog to a tree until it choked to death. A North Queensland court has been told. I want you to look it up and tell me what you think. It's a pretty funny case. Uh, actually, Wackerly, isn't there just a foreplay in Australia? Australian <laughs> foreplay. Oh, she- yeah, I think it's like Australian foreplay. It happens every time they drink Fosters and get laid. Leather belt around the neck. Dingoes. All right, you want to hear the third Australian? Oh, yeah, we have one more call here. This is another Aussie call. A famous uh, thank Aussie, you. actually. Yeah, thank you, Gauntlet, for uh, calling just now. And, yeah, we have a famous Aussie that called in, not Russell Crowe, because uh, isn't Russell Crowe from New Zealand? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried. I hope this guy isn't from New Zealand. I hope we're not fucking up. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let's hear Hello, mates. It's Chopper, Eric Banner from The Hulk. Just drinking Foster's. <laughs> Fuck you. Nice, dude. You know, I Wait knew. Wait a minute, but he said Banner. His name's Banya, right? Or something like that? <laughs> I always knew that Eric Banner was a fan. You know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that when Eric Banner was. When I see his movies, I can sort of t- I can see our influence on him in, in his portrayals. Well, you know, it's interesting to me because my perspective perspective of Australians like my perception of Australians was always skewed by the movie Chopper I thought they were all like Chopper at first I thought they were all like Paul Hogan and then I thought nah they're all like Chopper yeah well the new the new Jacks the yeah, new the, Jacks the are new like Jack Chopper Russell. the old Jacks are like uh, right. what's Paul, Hogan. Paul Hogan <laughs> but no it, it's, it's, it, it doesn't surprise me that Eric Banner would listen to the show and thank you Eric Banner for calling in and uh, calling us what do you call us faggots <laughs> 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 that, that, that's a compliment coming from uh, Mr. Banner yeah. Uh, you know, we got a couple emails, and um, I want to get through right here. We got an email. You know, recently, this past week, we received to the Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com address a number of uh, titties, a bunch nice. of titty pictures, nice. which yeah, is nice. always nice and always encouraged. But a lot of girls send in pictures of their tits, and dudes send in pictures of, of their, their girlfriend's oh, tits. Oh. Yeah, not their tits. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful for that, and I always encourage that type of behavior, even though it does kind of surprise me. But um, yeah, it's a pleasant surprise. So we, we got an email here from Claire who says, so I love you guys. I listen to you all the time. I actually got a few friends hooked on it also. I'm pursuing becoming a suicide girl right now. 
Nice. And I'm hopeful, but my pics don't go up on the site for a while, so I figured, hell, if I can post topless and naked on there, I might as well share the wealth with you guys. So we're scooping the Suicide Girls site. We get them before they go nice. to the big time. Yeah. We get to see the pics first. Wow. I'm on the forum as Claire Bear, but haven't had time to get on in a long time. I also didn't want to post them on there because I wasn't sure what was allowed, and, well, I couldn't narrow it down to one or two, so you get a few pics. Ha ha. I hope you like them, and if you do, I'll have more to come when I do another shoot. Also, I want you to know that you guys are in my Into section on my Suicide Girl page and my MySpace for my Suicide Girl name. I personally feel that I'm doing a public service for all those who aren't lucky enough to have found you yet. Just kidding. Uh, you guys are really awesome. Hope you like the pics. Claire, a.k.a. Lita Loveless, my suicide name. <laughs> yes, we love the pics there, Lita Loveless. And uh, feel free to send as many as you want. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, no limit as to many <laughs> naked pictures that you want to send us. And, Maps you know, of Tazzy. <laughs> yeah, po- post, the, post, post your uh, beautiful body on the uh, forum because I Is think... Is it still a map of Tazzy if there's no pubic hair? Yeah, I, I don't think know. so. It's a triangle, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. still, it's more of a slit. Yeah, what yeah, would yeah, that yeah. be? <laughs> a bald map of Tassie? It's more like Chile. But you know, I don't it's think there are any. T- thin. Tasmania doesn't have a lot of growth there. It's pretty, you know. Yeah, barren. it's pretty barren. sparse. Barren. It's barren. Desert. Like, okay, yeah. fine. A little landing strip. I'll buy that. Yeah. But you know, uh, Wackerly, do we have any restrictions on the forum? I don't think there's any censoring. No, know. nothing. Just don't what be about a dumbass or everybody will, like, <laughs> you know, lay into you. Like yeah, a no, no kitty porn, but uh, I think Claire is definitely of uh, the legal age. So, Claire, post your pics on the forum. Um, you're. you're Provide some masturbation fodder for all these uh, horny old Australian men. <laughs> I'm talking about you, Mad Posey. Thanks for sending that in, Claire. We also got an email here from Daniel Buckkiss. He says, get up sausage. Great efforts for three years. Dean Lance, love your show. And in honor of your three-year anniversary, I'm hosting a pineapple party tonight. Eesh. Not quite that? sure what that means. Yeah. I've also is the pineapple shoved somewhere? I'm think I'm thinking of that joke, you know. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking of the movie Pineapple Express, Uh, but I think I might be way off here. Yeah, death Um, death by Amagama. Ooh, I've also decided to become a monarchist here in the UK in light of Prince Harry calling a fellow brother in arms a packy, and Prince Charles at his polo club calling Indian members sooty. sooty. Yeah. A Didn't lot. Harry call? Uh, he also called somebody a raghead. Yeah, <laughs> raghead city. That's yeah, they, awesome. that was that was great. Wasn't yeah. that in his own movie? He was filming with, with his own camcorder. Yes, somebody was filming. Yeah, it was a camcorder. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Awesome. I actually kind of like Prince Harry. They did, yeah. Didn't he dress up as a Nazi a couple of years ago? He did, yeah, for a Halloween party. He did, yeah. He's got to be the most famous ginger in all of the UK. <laughs> well, what's that? His brother never does anything. No, nah, he's boring. Dude, his yeah. brother is a ponce. Yeah, that dude doesn't do anything. 100% he takes ponce. After his dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, long live the Windsors. Long live the Tenderloin. Long live D. Simon and Lance Wackerly, a devoted servant to the cause, Daniel Buckkiss. Buckkiss. Thank you, Daniel, for sending that in. I like being um, associated with the Windsors. I know. Nice. Maybe, maybe I should move over here and be the royalty of the Tenderloin. Let me get the logical in. conclusion. Exactly. Uh, people, feel free to call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846, or send us a couple emails. We appreciate it. Um, so, we, you know, we got to give our uh, friends, uh, our friend uh, Steele a call here from, uh, from the Ville. But before we do that, I just wanted to mention, like, over the past few years, you know, of doing the, the podcast here, um, we've made a lot of podcast pals, don't yeah. you think? Oh, wait, I uh, forgot about that. Sleazy E has the uh, champagne. 
we're gonna, gonna pop, we're gonna pop the virgin cork. Yeah, for the three year anniversary champagne there, and yeah. it looks I hope like it goes right in the D side with yeah, the yeah, eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna his guy's glasses. Watch on. where you're pointing that there, uh, sleazy. I, I don't want to get blinded. I have it between my legs. <laughs> yeah, but the cork is still sticking out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to duck here behind the microphone. But yeah, we, you know, I do want to propose a toast, so we might as well uh, pour so some of the champagne. Now? Yeah, We're let's coming. pop it. It's Three-year anniversary. Out. Woo! She's a coming. Ready? Yep. Five, four, three, two. Oh, Jesus nice. Christ. It and really did almost hit you in the face. It seriously <laughs> almost killed me. I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. So nice what I was saying is we made a lot of uh, podcast pals. Remember, didn't we start the Sick and Wrong Podcast Alliance for a little while? Yeah, something like that. There's been many alliances. Remember the original Kings of Vulgarity? Yeah, they approached us. We didn't start that. And uh, that was like uh, the Underground Short Bus. And I don't That's even the only know. The one I remember. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple other shows. I don't even know if those shows are still Was the Jam Hole in that? Yeah, you know, I think Jam Hole came after that. Okay. Um, one, of, one of our... Um, Biggest compadres is the uh, Mediocre Grasses. Show. I think those guys are great, and I'm a huge fan of their show. And that's why I want to propose a toast here to Eric Tomorrow from the Mediocre Show for yes. getting engaged chin to chin. Uh, his lovely fiance on a Christmas Day. He's no. going to get married, huh? Yeah, he's getting married. He, he proposed to her on Christmas How Day. How did he propose? You know, I was listening to the show. He like uh, kind of slipped out the ring, and uh, wow. yeah, it was just on Wait, Christmas. he did it on the show? No, 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 no. They didn't do a show. He was talking about it. Yeah, good and, for uh, him. Don't, don't do it on the podcast. Yeah, no, I don't think that's that romantic. <laughs> but no, he did it on uh, Christmas Day, which I think actually is quite clever. Because if you think about it... Yeah, always anniv- you always remember the anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, You'll never forget your anniversary. Yeah, right. So I, I think he's a shrewd man, and there we're drinking to you, Eric, tomorrow. Congratulations. Plus Cheers, you, Eric. Plus, you only have to buy one present, right? Mazel tov. Yeah, and you got to buy one present. You can yeah. just do a combo Christmas anniversary. But day. it has to be massively expensive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to cover both events. And, uh, you know, some mediocre shows, definitely one of the shows we've always been aligned with. And um, the, the awful show... Couple others that I can't think of right now, but the main show <laughs> that we've always the important ones, the, the main one that we've always kind of considered our brothers in arms. Well, there were feuds, there was bantering, but you know we've but always had a connection. Run, yeah, it was a connection, and that's from the Ville with Martin and Steele. From the Ville, unfortunately, is a defunct podcast, no longer on the air anymore. It had a good run. It had a good run. I think they when did they end? Like last April, something like that. April two thousand eight. Very May. surprising when they did end. It was an abrupt end to a brilliant podcast. I was always a huge fan, and I do kind of miss those guys. And I think we had Martin on the show talking about it and immediately then, after. Yeah, we had him on. Yeah, and I think because they never did a farewell show, so Sick and Wrong kind of did their own farewell show for From the Ville. <laughs> so for the three year anniversary, I decided let's call Martin's counterpart Steel. John and Steel. Uh, John Steele, and find out what's been going on with Steele since uh, From the Ville went off the air. Yeah. So, let's uh, yeah, it. let's give uh, Steele a call. Steele. Steele, what's up? It's D. Simon and Wackerly calling from Sick and Wrong. Hey, what's going on? Are we live on air or what? We are live on air. How are you doing, Steele? Good. How are you two young ladies? Well, it's our third anniversary tonight. It's a, me and Wackerly are going on three years together, and we're still going strong. Yes, we're hey. great. What's that? We're great. Yeah, it's the big three-year anniversary. Well, I'm glad. I didn't know you two got married. Well, you know, a, a podcast is essentially a marriage, don't, don't you say? Yes. You probably spend more Common time with law. you spend more time with me than your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah? for sure. You think so? I, I thought you were talking to Steele. 
Now, Steel, you don't even have a girlfriend, do you? Well, it depends on what you refer to as a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not talking about animals. Or strippers. And by the way, one of my girlfriends right now is holding on to the telephone for me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you got two of them. So, Steele, what have you been up to uh, all these months? I haven't talked to you since, um, well, it's been a while. Probably haven't talked to you since the podcast convention, which was... Uh, I think you're probably right on that account. In fact, I think uh, last time I remember seeing you was at the Lipson Bash. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the following morning, if I recall, we were getting ready to leave to come back to Michigan, and that's when your rude uh, co-host oh, uh, basically shunned Martin and myself. I thought, I thought Didn't this we was... resolve this? Uh, not in my mind, maybe in your own mind. but I... I See, I've actually talked to you since then a couple of times. Did you go I've... on the show and apologize? I was on the show a couple of times, yes. Uh, I, I think we did, but I, I don't think that I accepted your apology. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was rude, too, that Wackerly just sat in the car, didn't even say goodbye, not even a wave Yeah, well, you guys. It, what he did. It's too late now to paper over that wound. So but I'm, you not know even, what? I'm not even going to try. Steel, it's water under the bridge at this point. No statute of limitations with me, my friend. <laughs> I'll get that one to the grave with me. So what's been if going- I'm either in Essexville, do I have to like watch my back? Uh, yeah, absolutely you do. So, Steele, what's been going on in your life since uh, From the Ville ended? What have you been up to? Are you doing a new show? What's going on? Well, I, well, first of all, before I get into that, what I've been doing for the last five minutes is taking a dump. So if you apologize, uh, but I need to flush the toilet. Yeah, you know, you mentioned in your text message, I told you we were going to call you around uh, 7.30, and you mentioned that your bowel biological time clock is off. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I haven't changed my diet in any, uh, major, in any major regard, so I don't know what's happening there. But yes, my biological clock is off. Only in my bowels, though. I'm still sleeping on the same pattern and everything else, so I don't know what's happening. Steele, I'm not a doctor, but may I say it could be the gay bowel disease? Oh, my Lord, do I have the gay cancer? <laughs> I, yeah, I, heard, I heard it's uh, kind of rampant in the uh, Midwestern area. Oh, really? I would think it would be more rampant out in San Francisco, where you boys are doing the show from t- tonight. Uh, so- we've, we've acquired immunity from exposure. Yeah, there's so much of it, we're immune now. So it's kind of fun. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. I had no idea. <laughs> so, so the past five minutes you've been taking, um, moving your bowels. Before that, what have you been up to? Are you at the Deja Vu right now? Uh, no, I'm actually in the, uh, I was supposed to be on the road tonight. I, I, well, actually, technically right now, I'm still sitting on the bowl. Uh, Do you need to wipe? The, the friendly confines of the ever-popular dorm room. I don't know if you're familiar with the dorm room, but uh, it's it's the affectionate term that I use for my place in which I reside. Yeah, actually, we're going to ask you how the dorm room's going. You know, we were wondering, did you redecorate? You know, you still have some From the Ville posters up on the wall? Uh, yeah, I saw from the bill posters up on the wall. I just decorated the inside of the toilet bowl. How, how, how is the value of the dorm room holding up with the real estate downturn? Well, the value of the dorm room wasn't very high to begin with. So right now, I can only imagine that it is not a seller's market for the dorm room. <laughs> so you're going to be in that dorm room for a while. It's better to sit on it and wait till the uh, yeah real estate market recovers. Well, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I, you know. That was my original intent. So I bought it thinking I'll just sit on it till the market goes up. Well, I bought it like 10 years ago, and the market hasn't gone up, at least for this particular piece of real estate. <laughs> yeah, I hope to never actually see the inside of your dorm room, Steel. But can I, can I just say this? Um, I, I hope that this time on air with you is going to be worth my while, because i got to tell you, I'm missing the John Tesh radio program to be on air with you tonight. 
Well, that dude, you're on sick and wrong. We're so much better than John Tesh. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Can you believe that douchebag has a radio program and I don't? I can't believe anyone even listens to that guy. But, you know, I want to get to uh, your radio program. I have an idea for you but coming up. But first, I want to ask you a couple questions about um, about Martin So, and your relationship with Martin. Are you guys still friends? You still hang out all the time? Actually, yes. Uh, well, we don't hang out. I don't hang out with anybody. I pretty much have withdrawn since the show went off the air. I just work and come home to the dorm room. Uh, but Martin and I still keep in contact via the telephone a few times a week, usually for ridiculous, utterly useless nonsense. Uh, in fact, he just got off the phone with me probably 25, 30 minutes ago. He called me to inform me that Ricardo Montalban died. Yeah, you know, I think we're gonna, we might have to dedicate this show to Ricardo. He's up there with Hervé now. Yeah, he's with Hervé. He's at peace. Yes, they're, they're, they're legends and icons in the entertainment field, the two of them. So, I was thinking they should take over for St. Peter at the gate. So when you go up there, you know, you see Hervé and Ricardo, and they, I don't know, ask you what your fantasy is, and then you go, you get in. Yeah. Oh, that, that would be fantastic. He could have that big wicker chair. Right. <laughs> so, on that one, and you know, you know my feelings towards you, Lance, I'm still a little bit uh, perturbed at your behavior, but yes, I will agree with you on that point. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, Steele, this kind of leads me to my next question. So you and Martin are still pretty good friends, and even yeah. though the, the show ended rather abruptly, I mean, there wasn't even a farewell episode, just an email on MySpace... And that leads me to my next question here. What happens when the show ends? Like, if me and Wackerly stop doing Sick and Wrong, I probably would never see him. Oh, really? So, that, you know, that's fantastic. Because I have not seen, well, I guess I have seen Martin maybe a couple times. I stopped over uh, on two different occasions. But other than that, yeah, I think, you know, our whole relationship for the two years that we were on air was based around the show. You know, we'd, I'd see him on the weekend when we did the show. And then I wouldn't see him till the next week when I did the show. So and I would venture to say that if you and Wackerly had the same type of relationship and I did as co-hosts, you will never see your co-host again after you go off air. So it's kind of like getting a divorce. Who, who got custody of the recording equipment? Actually, Martin did. Uh, in fact, uh, Bitter dispute. as I know, I think he just sold one of our children. <laughs> but Over you, eBay, by, mind you. I think he sold a couple of, because we had like a six-camera shoot going when we ended the show. And I think he sold off a couple of the, the, the cameras, which I see as part of my spawn. Well, what about all the leftover merchandise? I know I have a fantastic pen that I think wrote about three words before it ran out of ink. <laughs> Oh, the from the Ville, the infamous from the Ville pens. You yeah, yeah the merch. It was fantastic. You guys even made dolls, didn't you? What's that? You guys even made action figures, right? Uh yes, we did. But those are so. We only had like uh, some. Uh, what do they call them? That uh, we didn't have a full line. We had like four of them made, and we already sold those on some eBay type site when we got them because we actually ordered the the action figures before, like six months, eight months ahead of time, before we even thought we were going off air. We went off air and. All of a sudden, they arrive at the door, and we forgot all about them. That means they're just worth more. Yeah, they're collector's run. items. So, oh, Martin's get anybody. Our our action figures are worth less. <laughs> so, Martin's wife though hated you anyway. So now she must be kind of happy. Do you think? Well, I think I, I think Martin's wife and I personally, I think she wants to have sex with me. But um, I think that uh, there's a love hate relationship between me and Martin's wife, uh, Steele's friend's wife, as we called her on air. So I don't know if she truly, you know, is is happy that I'm not in their life so much anymore, or if she secretly kind of misses me. So, but I mean, she knows 
you know, very well the size of your manhood. Do you think she still really wants to have sex with you? I think, you know, I think the lack of size I have in the front of my pants, along with my premature ejaculation and my, my occasional, and well, not occasional, quite routine bouts with bowel <laughs> dysfunction, uh, moderate to severe, uh, my, 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 my contention on the whole thing is that that kind of is an allure to women because they don't believe that I'm so pathetic in the sack. So, so I for, want it to be proven to them, and believe me, I'll prove it to them. So you're like the sword in the stone, sort of. Well, the wet noodle in the stone, because the woman would think, okay, I'm, this is my conquest. I'm going to see if this is actually going to work. And then when she gets disappointed, it's just another person walking away, you know, head right, cast it, down. It's actually, it, it, it's actually, I prove my point. I don't think they think that somebody can be as pathetic as me, and not just the fact, but every aspect of life. And when they actually get to know me and then they hop in bed with me and they realize it's all true, you know, it, it, it proves a point that few people think is actually reality. Yeah, well, it's still, it's good to know that you really haven't changed much since uh, From the Bill went off the air. So tell me, when the show ended abruptly, it was like what, back in May? Uh, April? June, somewhere along there, yeah, somewhere in that time frame. So were you bitters? Because Martin, we had Martin on the show, that's kind of why we, we wanted to call you this time for the third year, three-year anniversary, and Martin was like, oh, Steel's bitters, we're not talking. And I was like, really, were you bitter about the um, sudden annulment of the show? Oh, absolutely I was. I mean, I had no idea. I, honestly, I saw no sign of him withdrawing from the show and just, just ending it like that, the way he did. I had no sign up until the day he could, like, we were scheduled to do a show that night. He called me three hours before we could go on air and uh, said, we're done doing the show. I said, oh, you, you got a scheduling conflict, so we're just going to reschedule for a different day this week? No, we're done. And and he just went into the, he told me pretty much what he told you guys. Yeah, the, the same kind of thing. There was a conflict of interest with him. And I was, I thought he was bullshitting me at first, and I, I got then when I realized he was serious, I said, you really want to, are you sure you want to do this and not maybe think it over for a few days? And he said, no, I'm done. That's it. And he pulled the plug on it. And, uh, yeah. I was better. And it I was, was better I thought it was a pussy, pussy ass way to go, to go under somebody else's terms and not go out on our own terms. You know, I was a little surprised about that too. Like I was expecting at least a farewell show or a big, like, fuck you show, you know, to the dudes that, uh, you know, kind of created this whole conflict. I think, and when we talked to Martin, he uh, made it sound like not doing the final show was a fuck you to everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's I, I kind of see his point. I mean, but but I I truly think that we should have did a, a a last hurrah. I mean, I I I still to this day get emails or MySpace messages from people saying, "When are you doing your final show?" And I have to respond to him. I said, "We did our final show before we told people we were done." So. Um, so, That's the way Martin wanted it. So, Well, I was wondering, Steele, do you still have a lot of contact with fans? Uh, not, it, we still, I still get probably, I don't know, a couple dozen messages maybe every couple weeks or so from people. You Isn't know, that kind of amazing? Like, like a podcast that went off the air like what, like half a year ago, and you still have people... You know, sending you emails saying, what's going on? It's like, you know, you guys fill the void in these people's lives. Well, yeah, but I don't know. come on, Steele is a magnificent person. I mean, that's... D, you're not going to get, uh, you know, messages, 12, no. 12 messages a week after you stop doing the show. Exactly. Nobody's going to send you anything. I don't think people would even, yeah, seriously, I don't think people would even tell me to fuck off anymore on the phone. 
No, I'm no, 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 no. They, I get that enough from Wackerly, but so, oh, but still, it, it'll dwindle. I mean, if you go off the air, I mean, the first month or two we were inundated with shit, you know, from people, you know, for as my, I mean, based upon our fan base. Obviously, our fan base isn't as big as Stern or Rush Limbaugh, but for the several thousand people that tune in every week, I mean, we still got quite a few, you know, emails or MySpace or whatever from these people for about a month and a half, two months, and then each month since then it. It dwindles a little more, a little more, a little more. Now, you know, like I said, the hardcore week, fans. maybe 10 messages or so. Well, I actually would like to think that From the Ville had more fans than Rush Limbaugh, but I don't know. I might be mistaken. Oh, I would like to think so as well, because then maybe I could be drawing in $500 million a year or whatever the contract you just signed. But uh, no, we were a very lowly podcast, so I don't well, think that, was, uh, that wasn't uh, what was happening with us. Well, from time to time, we still do get people that ask about you, which made me wonder... Are you ever going to return to the airwaves? Do you have any plans on having another show? Uh, I, I've contemplated it, and uh, I actually, a month or so after From the Bill uh, met its demise or went defunct, I actually purchased, uh, I don't know, three or four different website domains with the website hosting space as well in case I want to do another show, and I'll just renew those you know, coming up when they, they, they expire, if, even if I don't start another. What's the, what's the domain? Like uh, Steel Show? Uh, well, Wait, I, Chariots I, of Steel? I think one of them is WhiskeyDickRadio.com, and uh, <laughs> the other one is TheVerbalAssault.com or something like that. I'd have to go through. I have the, I have the list here in my drawer, but I don't, you know, I'd have to dig through it to get all the names correct. I would like to listen to a 15-minute Steel rant like once a week. Well, no, that's, that's kind of where I was going. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. You know how, like, The Daily Show has a rant by, like, Louis Black or a couple other people? I think hey, it'd be hey. cool if, if you did it, like, three days a week, 10 minutes with steel, just 10 minutes, you know, and people are 15-minute rant about whatever's, you know, pissing you off that week. And Martin or, should or produce daily, it. Or daily, whatever, but just yeah. short. Martin can produce it. 10, 15 minutes. Well, I, you know, that's that's one of the things I've had. But my main dilemma in, in doing another show, I, I truly, part of me wants to do another show. The other part of me just wants to just move on and, and forget about it. But that, that I have, Martin and I have hashed it over. If I do something, you know, he, he offered that suggestion too, to maybe just do like a, a 10, 15 minute audio or video blog type thing. I think that video blog, that's what you need to do. 15 minutes, I think it'd be huge. I also want to hear from Stephen Hawking from time to time. <laughs> I just saw something. I can't remember what it was, but I just saw his picture in the paper. I couldn't eat for three days. <laughs> so, Steele, we, we got to get going, and I know uh, you got to get back to uh, eliminating your bowels. But, what, but one last question here: How's Dougie doing? I've been wondering about this. You still hang out with Dougie? Oh, uh, you know, I don't think I have seen Dougie. Uh, shit, probably in almost a, probably a year would be the last time I saw him. And, and the last time I saw him, he was he was absolutely drunk out of his mind. At a Bay City bar? What's that? At one of the bars in Bay City? Well, I think he was at one of the bars. When I saw him, he was in the middle of the street, and he, <laughs> he walked directly into the side of a cat. <laughs> he didn't have his penis out, did he? Because that thing is ridiculous. Have you seen his penis? Where did you see his penis? In that you guys video. used to have pictures up or something. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Yes, we did have pictures of his penis. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not even fully convinced it was a penis. I'm not sure. A well, lot of people are, are wondering what, in fact, that was. They think that there was some sort of special effect or that we doctored the photo. It's not doctored. That was, in fact, his member. 
Yeah, it was disgusting. So, Steele, do you guys still have From the Ville up, like, on the uh, Internet? I think we do. I think if you go to fromtheville.com, you can get all of our episodes by clicking episodes, or you can go to uh, fromtheville.libson.com and get all the episodes there. Okay, uh, well, we'll tell, still up. we'll tell people, especially our new fans, to go check it out, because I used to love your show. You guys were, were our brothers in arms. And I think you should seriously come back to the airwaves and start doing a video blog. I would, I would subscribe to it for sure. Well, I, I may. I, like I said, I, I'm, I kind of. The, the, the one thing that really has me in a crux is, will it be fun for me? The thing about doing from the bill with the interaction and the reaction of your co-hosts in the studio and shit like that was, was, it was fun to do. It was fun to wake up at the beginning of the week and look forward to it. And I, that's my only thing, is I don't know if doing that will be fun for me. Uh, just you by yourself. I don't know. You'd scare, I think you'd scare the listeners. I, well, I scare myself. I, I actually am um, looking at myself in the mirror, and I can see where, where that could be a, a problem. <laughs> what about the Steel and Dougie show? <laughs> well, I see a lot of people say... Interaction? <laughs> What's that? You got your interaction right there. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people sent that, like, when we stopped doing the show, well, why don't you just pick up Dougie and start a show with Dougie, or why don't you pick up a show with Spring Break and do it? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, you know, those guys are great as guests, but you spend 10 minutes with it. You know how annoying it is to spend a whole hour with those guys a week? I couldn't do it. I seriously <laughs> don't have the patience. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's impossible. All right, Steele. Well, it was great talking to you, man. I'm glad you're doing well. And uh, keep in touch, and let us know if you have a show coming on. Absolutely, and I want to tell you guys, you, you guys really aim high for your third anniversary, don't you? Hell yeah. <laughs> you're a prime prime guest. Dude, you're the first guest that we wanted to talk to. Oh, well, that's fantastic. So now I can go back to listening to my uh, John Tesh tonight? Yeah, put on John Tesh and uh, go back to uh, your bowel movement. Congratulations on your third anniversary, and keep on trucking, my friends. All right, take it easy there, Steele. Yes, carry on, my wayward sons. Carry on. Dude, I love talking to Steele. That guy, seriously, that guy will always crack me up. And I kind of hope he gets his own show. I would listen to it. That's what I was saying. Yeah. You know, that was one of my favorite things about uh, From the Ville is when Steele would just go off on these, I don't know, just kind of like these inane rants that didn't really make sense, but were kind of eloquent and nice to listen to. Yeah, my favorite part would be when he would like run out of breath because <laughs> he had too many ideas to expel. <laughs> Which he did, I tried to get him to do tonight, but he didn't really, you know. Yeah, he didn't really. more composed. I, I don't think we incited him to that point where he would just start, you know, like bitching and to the point where, yeah, he ran out of breath. But yeah. th that didn't happen. But, you know, if he did a video, you know, a video show, a vidcast once a week. From the dorm room. From the dorm room where he was just going off with his own weird skewed opinions. Believe me, I would I would definitely listen to it. That that guy's always fascinated me. He's a very interesting character, and I I'm glad to to have him on the show for the three year anniversary. So as a matter of fact, you know what's funny is we got a phone call from Martin, you know the the other host of From the Ville, who was really kind of upset that we didn't invite him on the three year anniversary show. Bitters. He was bitters, and this perplexed me because, dude, you know we had Martin on the show last time. To talk about the demise well, of the Well, immediately after the show went off the air, we gave we went out, sent out an emergency bat signal to have you know, hey, what's going on? And we had him on. We talked to him for quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, they basically essentially they did their farewell show here on Sick and Wrong. So that's why I thought on this occasion, it, I mean, ideally it'd be great to have both of them on the air. We couldn't have both, so I thought let's do Steel this time. You know, right. have him on the air. Yeah, having both of them on the air, they probably take the show over. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we probably wouldn't even call get a word in. in edgewise. Do you want to hear that? Yeah, so let's uh, play Martin's call. He called in. He's bitters. 
bullshit is that Steele gets a phone call inviting him to participate in the third anniversary show, and I get a form email to all the other fucking subscribers with a fucking reminder to call the drunk dial line. I'm not even fucking drunk. I don't even drink. I smoke weed, goddammit. It's the drunk and high dial line. Anyway, three years of people killing retards and shitting out babies and dropping them in dumpsters and chopping things up and, uh... That sounds Especially fair like enough. Fair enough. Tried to get rid of the body in the barbecue pit. I think that was a classic. <laughs> that uh, was a good one. Was the guy Austrian or Australian? I, I get those two confused. With the <laughs> you know, I think that's funny that we confuse New Zealand and Australia. He confuses Austria and Australia, <laughs> two completely different continents. You know. Well, thank you, Martin, for calling in. And uh, yeah, dude, seriously, we had you on the show in the past. You know, that, I think S- Steel deserves his fair chance, don't yeah, you think? And there's slots in the future too. You know, guest slots. Oh yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're definitely gonna have those guys. Don't, on he again. shouldn't be burning his bridges by getting all pissed off at us because you know he was future always, shows to come. He was always a big fan of you, though, Wackerly. Yeah, I know. It's a little frightening. Well, it's funny that that Martin was a big fan of you, but yet Steel. Um, I mean, still, still feels like uh, that that uh, you spurned him. I feel you know, Steel and you are more kindred spirits, and uh, I'm more close to Martin. Yeah, I think it's maybe close to his the, butthole. <laughs> I think it's that, that similar mentality. Yeah. So we actually, we got, I think it's the opposite. I mean, we complement each other in heads, different ways. Opposites attract. I am the Steel of this show. You're the Martin <laughs> of this show. That's why you know Martin doesn't want to talk to you because he doesn't want two Martins. Oh, okay. That, that actually makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Keen insight to accurately there. <laughs> so uh, we got a couple other phone calls here. Um, I know we got one about adopting children. Yeah, let's hear it. Happy anniversary, fellas. Uh, being you've been together three years now, I'm assuming adopting a Korean baby will be the next step. So good luck with all that. Oh, wait. It's 09. I mean, a Chinese baby. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. So, it, okay. Is 09 the year of the Chinese baby or something? But in I, the Chinese calendar? Isn't it Brangelina and all those Madonna? Oh, and, Madonna was... Right, right. But I thought she, Madonna was going to Africa yeah, and I thought she like was a Malawian African, child. Yeah, but I think that wasn't... Well, Cambodian was the last Brangelina one, I think. Yeah, she just goes over to one of those countries, those third world countries, and picks whatever yeah. she wants. I want uh, a brown one. No, I want a pink one. It's like picking a pet. At like Petco or something. Yeah, exactly. But you, you know, I'm wondering. It is kind of like that because the pet in you know Petco is having the whole, most horrible life of its existence. You know, and, in a little cage, shitting on some fucking torn up newspaper, and then you you know, and then you're in the richest this household. This rich and goddess comes States. over and, and saves you. But so it's I wonder, like you know, in, in our we've reached this three year mark in our podcast relationship. Wackerly, is it time for a Korean baby? If you keep it here at the Second Wrong Studio, yeah. I mean, maybe Sleazy E could babysit it on yeah. the weekends. I don't trust Sleazy E. I don't e. want anything to do with it, actually. Dude, I don't trust Sleazy E with Asian children. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be escaping from Oakland in the, uh, my burning car. I don't need some baggage. He's a big fan of Thailand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll take that, um, that your uh, suggestion to heart here. 
Perhaps we will adopt a Korean baby. Can't we just do Sally Struthers, like adopt it from afar, just send it money every once in a while that yeah, the local the local warlord yeah. can take and, you know. Maybe not money, with. sick and wrong stickers. Yeah. You could use it as a clothing or something. Well, or maybe it could become the money of the realm because <laughs> I don't really have any. It's a good idea. Currency. <laughs> so we got another call here from another disgruntled listener. And, uh, you know, dude, seriously, you asked me to make a sweeper out of what you say. Which I I find kind of self congratulatory in a sense. It's like this dude is like, I just called and made the best call you've ever heard. So you need to make a sweeper out of what I said. Yeah, but to his credit, we we talked about it on the podcast when he did call it. We said that's got to be a sweeper. But what he has to understand is it takes time to to hone one of these things. Well, it not only takes time to hone one of these things. I'm also a lazy fuck. So it's like I'm not going to sit that's here. That's why it takes so much time. <laughs> so eventually. We will make a sweeper out of uh, your incredible song here. He's making a second bid. Here we so go. So here's Cameron. Hey, D. Hey, Lance. This is Cameron from a couple weeks ago. Um, I got to gotta tell you guys, I'm a little disappointed. I thought you guys were going to uh, turn my whole call from a couple weeks ago into a sweeper. And I guess maybe it was the, the holiday spirit or whatever. And you didn't do it. So... I'm going to do it right now for you guys. It's uh, 206 666 3846. That's Call a sexy voice. Hotline. God, that's hot. Ring, 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 ring. Banana. Oh. Are you drunk? Are you horny? <laughs> Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Um, motherfuckers, I am not from Wisconsin. You know where I'm from? I'm from Florida. You guys rail on Florida all week. week. All the time. You guys rail on Florida. So disappointed. Florida's the best state in the country. And you guys called Hawaii the sunshine. That's the guy he has tied up in the background. Oh, yeah. Florida is the sunshine state, not Hawaii. Well, thank you, Cameron, for that. Okay, cut it. Thank you, Cameron, for you know affirming that Florida is better than Hawaii. I like how he has the because there is a sweeper with those exact same words. He's basically memorized your ex girlfriend's you know voice and yeah, the dude, script she, and the uh, you know the music. She sounds a lot sexier. Saying, "Are you drunk? Are you horny?" Well, it depends, you know, who you ask. Well, I, you know, I bet you Fozzie Bear actually is probably a lot more turned on. <laughs> By hearing Cameron say it, he's ringing his banana. And phone also the as members, the members Isn't of Nambla. That what a phone is? Yeah, you know, I wonder if that's is, is that what a banana phone actually is. So Cameron, you know, I'm sorry for um, you know not being proactive enough to actually make this sweeper for this show. But the next show, next two shows, <laughs> you'll have your sweeper with your voice. Take your time. I'm probably gonna actually kind of make a music bed of the real banana phone song. Not that Cameron's singing doesn't suffice. We'll leave it in, though. Don't cut it out. No, but, definitely. Put his singing over, kind of make, yeah. over Raffi. Yeah, over Raffi. Make it a little lower. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, Cameron, for sending it in. And, yeah, Florida is better than Hawaii, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to get the last call this last, last call is from uh, one of our favorite listeners, the soccer mom. And it's a key question. Hey, guys. This is Heather. I just wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. 
Thank you. And I'm curious to know, why do you do it? Do you do it for the fame? Me too. Or maybe the podcasting millions you've made? Or is it for the chicks? Mm. Did you do it all for the nookie? I'm interested to know what's kept you going all these years, guys. So thanks for all the good work and keeping me laughing. All right. Bye. I mean, I do it so, D, you will get laid. You know, and I appreciate that there, Wackerly. Are you getting laid for the show? You know, I've never actually gotten laid from doing the So why the, the fuck am I doing it? <laughs> <laughs> See, I do it so you can get laid. I'm not getting laid either. But you know what, though? I think you're, We're working under false It's false a fruitless experience, yeah. You're on the precipice of getting laid, though. Seriously, because we, you, so you, haven't, you, dude, you haven't unveiled your picture yet. Pre- precipice and, is a bad word, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, but you're at the verge of getting at laid. At the bottom yeah. of the getting laid escalator? The huge, that, the, no, I'm the saying huge he's precipice. at the top, you know, he's at the, he's at yeah, the yeah. point where yeah. he's about to get laid. Because Wait once, till they see these pictures. Dude, once you unveil that picture, all these science fiction, geeky, podcast-loving chicks are going to come out and be like, uh, he is my master. Yeah. I think that's I what's going to happen. I don't look like, uh, you know, Captain Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking, or Luke Skywalker. Dude, if you were wearing a Star Trek Solo. outfit, you could look like Kirk. Okay. And Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. Scotty. Yeah, yeah I, Scotty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know... I can't fix it, Captain. I'm too drunk. <laughs> soccer, mom, soccer mom kind of cracks me up. And, that, you know, I generally... I think she's so genuine in what she says. I think she does actually appreciate... You know, the show that we do for her, and I think she does, it, it cracks her up. But she brings up an interesting point. Why do we do it? And you think three years of doing this show. It's like, why, why the hell do you do it? And, I, and the main reason, I think the thing that keeps me going is getting, you know, pictures of dude's naked, girlfriend's naked tits. Pictures. You right. know, in the e- you know uh, via email, getting like all these phone calls, the sick and wrong. Right. You know, having a forum with like you know fifteen hundred people on it that post daily. It's and like, maps of Tassie. If yeah, and maps of Tassie. <laughs> but it, I mean, if we didn't have fans that supported the show like we do, I think it would have fizzled out probably about a year ago. Yeah, maybe even s- longer. By support, you mean just like interacting. Exactly. I, I feel mean, like I'm Jerry Lewis in, the, in that time in the telethon when he gets really serious. It starts fake crying yeah. a little bit. And all the crippled kids come out on stage. <laughs> and do the dance. Just bring out the cripples. <laughs> right. But if like nobody ever emailed us or posted the forum or called in, we would stop because it would just be you and me talking to each other. And, it and would what's be the point? Lame and gay and retarded. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, people keep voting for us on iTunes, keep subscribing to the show on iTunes. Every week we probably get at least 15 to 20 new listeners and that kind of keeps us going i mean it boosts our ranking it did you know it makes our show i don't do it for the ranking i don't do it for the ranking but i'm saying it makes our show more of a high high profile show and we get more listeners more interaction right and that keeps me going yeah yeah. Yeah. it's It's kind of like you know you made the analogy that it's kind of like zines that people do back in the 80s yeah yeah so back in the 80s you know like there was the whole punk rock movement, but there was all these dorks who like weren't cool, weren't musical, couldn't, or couldn't skate, couldn't write, couldn't right, like, or, play music, or whatever. yeah, exactly, yeah. couldn't do any of the actual cool stuff. Fanzines, right? So they did fanzines about those things that were cool, and uh, you know they could keep it going with like ten readers of their little fanzine that they made on a Xerox copier and stapled together. But those some of those fanzines turned into Rolling Stone and all those, you know. 
Some of them didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think but the even the ones that didn't still go on today. Like, you know, uh, I don't know if I can say his name, but Ron Quintana, a guy oh, he used uh, to work with. With the Rampage SF, Radio, uh, yeah. He, still does like a heavy metal zine. And he Nor- named, Northern California heavy metal zine. What well, blows he, my mind about that guy. And he that, named Metallica. Yeah. yeah, but what blows my mind about that guy is that that dude still doesn't use a computer, so he photocopies <laughs> the scene just like he did in 1983. He sc- and then he scans it scans and puts it. it on the website. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and sure, it- yeah and I'm sure he has like some fans that you know write him letters, and that's what keeps him going. And that's, and that's like, kind podcasting of podcasting is the you know 2000 fanzine. version of a fanzine. Of a fanzine. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like where would we be the without the fans? The Nordies. And you know it's it's interesting too over the 3 years we've developed like, you know, relationships with fans. It's kind of like it's the one big sick and wrong family. I know. I have a couple STDs. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got to go to the clinic myself. But you know some of the fans and that's what I was saying is we're going to give a call to a couple of our favorite fans. And, you know, we, we love all of you, but these are a couple of our most outspoken fans here on the show. Right. One in, in particular is Fozzie Bear. And Fozzie Bear is a frequent poster on the forum. He left us for a while. I know. And everybody panicked. And he recently came back. And everyone's well, thankful you know, for there it. There was an outcry. But he is also the creator of the Big Gay Wackerly Remix competition. Nice. Nice. Which was one of my that. favorite segments of the show. <laughs> it was. And, uh, yeah, so, hey, wait um, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> let's give Fozzie Bear a call and uh, see how he's doing here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's up this late and willing to talk to us on three-year anniversary show. Hello? Fozzie. Hi. Hey, what's up? It's D. Simon and uh, Lance Wackerly here calling hey, from Sick and Wrong. Wackerly? And uh, Sleazy E. Oh, yeah, and Sleazy E. Oh, I love Sleazy E. Hey, how you doing, The hot British guys over here. So, uh, Fozzie, thanks for uh, staying up late. I'm, I don't know how late this is for you, but uh, thanks for staying up late and being on our three-year anniversary show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm usually in bed by now with curlers in my hair, so I stayed up late. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope your hair doesn't suffer tomorrow at work. No, I'll wrap it in toilet paper. It'll be fine. Well, so you're you're one of our most like um, infamous fans, but also one of the most devoted fans of the show, and uh, the creator of the Big Gay Wackerly remix. Yep, sorry about that, Wack. Yeah, thanks a lot. Actually, that you know, it's funny because we were talking about some of our favorite shows here because it's three year anniversary, and I was thinking that Big Gay Wackerly remix I thought was probably one of the funniest bits we ever did. I loved it, and you know, oh, it was great for you guys. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I had never done anything musical before, and I mixed up a little song. It sucked. It was total shit, but I loved it. And I just now, every time I think of Wackerly, I just hear him say, "It's raining men." <laughs> <laughs> was I was the- looking around the website today. I forgot that all those songs are posted on our website. They're oh all yeah, still there. Yeah, in the it- audio section. I was surprised that that many people. Well, first of all, that many talented people listen to the show, but that many people submitted. <laughs> Big Gay Wackly remix songs. I know. I thought they're all fucktards. Seriously, I thought they're all like fourteen-year-old kids, like Heshers. But <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, not no. that not that many people have called me gay since like elementary school. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real flashback. You know, I wonder though, what was the inspiration for that? Were you just sitting around with your friends listening to Sick and Wrong instead of you know ABBA or Madonna or whatever you normally listen to? Right. Well. And- you know, I had said for months listening to it that there, Wackerly does these things where he will say something, and when taken out of context, it sounds really gay. <laughs> Just like that line where, you know, they kept coming to my hand, and or my throat was opening, and they were going down my throat. Something like that. <laughs> 
And he was talking about a beer, but taken out of context, it sounded so queer. And so I finally just decided to, to, to put it to you guys and say, do you see the same thing? I posted on the forum, and a lot of people had the same interpretation. I it, it was funny to me because... You know, I never, I guess maybe I just gloss over it or whatever because I've known the guy for so long. But it's like, yeah, it's, you know, my brother was listening to it and he's like, yeah, dude, this is kind of giving me an erection. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I, but I was playing him that clip that you made. Which, oh, yeah, the, the whole mashup of all the different lines. Uh, yeah, the mashup of the different lines. It just yeah, sounded well, great. And of course, that took me like three hours. I'm such an idiot. I was, that was my big project for the night, too. <laughs> well, it spawned all those, uh, that creativity on the uh, forum and everything. So we appreciated it. And it was a, it was a great bit. My, probably my favorite bit on the show. I might actually go back and listen to all those MP3s tonight. Just to reminisce. <laughs> so, so Fozzie, one of the main reasons I want to give you a call here for the three-year anniversary is officially we want to crown you the sick and wrong gay of the village. Oh, my God. You, you seriously have supplanted my brother. My brother used to be, you know, our primary gay correspondent. but He's not a team player. He's not a team player. He has a horrible attitude. He's surly. He's, he, he mumbles. He's, and he doesn't have a sense of humor. Whereas Fozzie... And th that's why I was so bummed when I didn't see you on the forum for a while. I was like, you know, I kind of miss Fozzie's keen insight. I miss his humor. I miss his wit, that rapier wit. I mean, your brother can be a field reporter as, like, you know, the Castro bartender, but he's just no longer the official gay. I think the official gay is now Fozzie Bear. I don't know who to thank. Uh, <laughs> but wait a minute, Fozzie. You, maybe you don't want to thank anybody because... We, you should know that this comes with responsibility. Now, any gay question we have <laughs> is going to be posed to you, and we might want to call you more often. Yeah, we might have to call you if, if there's like a gay issue that arises. And by this point next year, you'll probably be very surly, and I will not want to be a part of the show also, because I think that's what happened to Jeff. With my arms crossed and give one-word answers? Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what happened to Jeff. We pushed it. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, though, my brother refuses to talk about any of his gay shenanigans anymore with us, whereas you, Fozzie, shared that amazing story about that bad three-way that you had on New Year's on the forum. Yeah, that was awful. So, what a way to ring in the new year. I, I just want to ask you a couple questions, because we have like at least 90% of our listeners that don't go on the forum. Right. Yeah, so they haven't know, heard the story. So, so just kind of give us a brief summation of what happened. All right, so... Okay, there's this, there's a dude that I had only chatted with online, and so, of course, I thought it was a great idea to invite him to my New Year's party, because he was hot. That's the only reason. He was this hot little black dude. Had you ever met him? No, not at all. No. So I thought, you know, perfectly safe to invite him into my home, um, and with a lot of alcohol. So he came over, we hung out with a few friends. It was a very low-key New Year. The other people left, and he hung around, and just kept drinking and drinking. And he had told me that he was a nudist. So I was like, all right, we're going to have a hot black dude wandering around nude. So he just kept drinking and getting more annoying through the through the evening, and and he wasn't getting naked, so <laughs> I was losing it and not interested. So I went and I took a shit, and then I came back out. And when I was walking out, my boyfriend and him were walking to the bedroom, and my boyfriend was like, "Come join us." I was like, "You know what? I kind of hate this guy, and I can't. I don't think I can get it up. I don't think I can do it." So wait, Fozzie, I don't mean to interrupt, but is that just a normal understanding you have of your boyfriend? It's like another dude in the house. We're just gonna have a threesome. Yeah, that's yeah, that's our thing. That's how we roll. That's what but, I love about gay people. We're going out of town this weekend. We're going to Boston, actually. So if there's any Boston listeners, hit us up. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like my girlfriend, I would bring girls around her, and she'd want to like kill them. 
Yeah, you know that's the thing in most in you know not to divert too much, but in you know all straight relationships that's the thing. But when you think about it, like every relationship you've had before, before leading up to this one has failed, and all those have been monogamous. There's probably a reason for that. Exactly, I couldn't agree with you more. So, <laughs> so, but you're not gonna you're not gonna have bring some other dude into the relationship. So. Well, no, it's a double, it's standard. double standard. It's a double standard, but I don't care. All right, well, I want to hear more about the New Year's. I thought that this this being deemed the gay came with certain responsibilities. I thought I was supposed to come to San Francisco. Is that not part of the town? No, you're more than welcome to come to San Francisco and hang out. But no, I, yeah, he's yeah. not asking to hang out. <laughs> we'll have a beer. <laughs> <He wasn't. laughs> That's about it. But uh, yeah, my brother might uh, accommodate you in that. Yeah, those and matters. we could introduce so you to Mattress also. I've never even seen your brother, but I have the biggest wood for him. I love your brother. Even though he's an asshole, he's still hot. <laughs> so, so what happened here with the bad three-way? So, all right. So we went into the bedroom. I kind of went begrudgingly. My boyfriend was like, come, come, come. Um, and, of course, by the way, he's in the next room, and he doesn't know that I shared this on the forum. So I'm sure he'll be a little pissed after this. Cause he's <laughs> right now. Um, and so I was like, all right, fine. You know, I'd kind of go in with a grudge fuck. And uh, so I went in. We were fooling around. I was on my back. Uh, the guy was on top of me, and my boyfriend was behind him. And they were fooling around. So I'm just getting crushed and not enjoying any of this. And the dude gave horrible head. <coughs> not so me. all around, this sounds like a shitty lay. It was awful. Yeah. Wait. It gets shittier. So my uh, my boyfriend decided he was going to fuck him. The guy was was sucking me off. It was horrible. For a black guy, he had big, thick lips. But the worst head I've ever... It felt like it was like two pieces of sandpaper. I don't know what he had eaten or what if he'd never moisturized. Yeah, <laughs> lip balm. Use so it. So that was happening, and then my boyfriend decided to fuck him. Finally went in. He took the plunge, and immediately the smell hit me like a punch in the face. Ah. And my penis deflated. And I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> so, what, I mean, did the shit come spraying out like Evil Dead or something? Or did it just kind of well, drip out? I think that, you know, you could smell as soon as the, the anus was penetrated. And then when he pulled his dick back out, it was just covered. Luckily, he was wearing a condom. <laughs> so, but I mean, is that like collateral damage? I mean, does that happen often? Well, I mean, you know, being gay, that's the price you pay. You know, shit happens every once in a while. And you do your best. You have to douche beforehand. If you're going to be a quote-unquote bottom that's your duty. That's what you have to do. You have to clean your shit, take care of business if you know you're going to get fucked. And this guy basically did. We had chatted, and I was like, you know, this is what we're going to, you know, not in so many words, but I was like, hey, come over. We're going to fuck you. And he knew that. And he just didn't prepare for it. So you blame him. This was his responsibility to douche his anus, and he didn't. Exactly. That's interesting. The The concept of anal douche is kind of fascinating to me. I was reading some of your posts on the forum, and you said people can kind of go ghetto and just buy Massengill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've done it on more than one occasion. <laughs> so, but I mean, is that... So, what, so what's the, on the opposite end of the spectrum, what's the A-level method? Well, there, there are travel douches that you can buy that um, work with, like, gravity and water flow um, that actually hook up to uh, a shower head. If you're staying in a hotel, it actually latches onto a shower head, so you can like you can insert it, um, and the water comes you know right out of the shower and into Uranus. So this is a different thing than like an enema. It's something yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is yeah. An well, enema, an enema is the same thing, isn't it? Just washing out your anus. I don't know. I'm asking. An enema is like a bag, and it's full of water, and you put that in, and then you wait like a minute or two, and then you just like shat it all out. 
but there are some of them that are like more complex that actually hook to the shower head and you can put that in your anus and like you know just spray everything out i'm sure you feel it in the back of your nose too i'm sure you feel the bubble <laughs> yeah, it if sounds you're like, bottom it might be enjoyable it kind of sounds like a german porno movie <laughs> well I, I'm, there are porns like that. You know, there are, are douche porns. People are into that. I'm not. It's like the dirty business that happens beforehand. Like, you, you don't want to see your girlfriend, like, shave her legs or, like, douche. You know, you just want to know. See, but but it, it's nice that they would actually, you know, have the wherewithal or whatever, the, the, you know, the propriety to go do that before engaging in the sex act. Exactly. And that's just the way it should be done. Uh, you, we set some friends of ours up recently, and um, a friend of ours and then this other guy that we had met out, we set them up. We thought they'd be a good good match, and it turns out they actually are. And he's uh, one of them, the friend that we set up. He listens to the show, and he posts on the forum every once in a while. Um, I think his name is D-Star. Is that one of your rival gays? Yeah, exactly, that I drove away from the forum. But he went to this dude's house upstate, and this guy actually has, like, one of those douche nozzles inserted into a shower, like, built in. <laughs> wow. As an added hint if you come up to get it, buggered. He's a professional. <laughs> yeah. Professional bugger. Would you like to take no, a shower? Had... <laughs> you should. You should take a shower. Go in there and... Like, pick watches for it. I just like, think that's hilarious. So so what happened? And So the guy shits your bed... You get up in disgust. Does your brother or does your boyfriend continue? Well, <laughs> have you seen the previews for like that Paul Blart mall cop movie? No, what, what movie's that? Yes, I've seen it. Kevin James. With the King of Queens and he's... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scene where he tries to like slide across the floor and he doesn't quite make it to like hide behind something. So then he has to like scoot to get behind this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was me because... These two guys are on top of me. Like, <laughs> and, and as soon as I smelled that, I was just like, I was flopping like a fish to try to get out from underneath them. And then I just fell off the side of the bed. And I was like, good luck with all that. And I left and I closed the door. And then about 15 minutes later, uh, my boyfriend came out and he was like, I couldn't even finish. He tried, but he couldn't make it through. Oh, my God. So, so was the guy at least apologetic? Like, I'm sorry for shitting all over your bed? Not in the least. Well, you said he was wasted, right? Yeah, he was really wasted. And then he came out, and then, of course, he decided to be nude. This is the worst. <laughs> he decided to just hang around nude after that. He went and, like, cleaned up a little, but he sat on the chair. And when he got up, big fucking, like, skid mark. on Ah, oh, dude. On your strawberry shortcake apartment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now strawberry chocolate. Yeah, like, Dude, this chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> seriously. This guy is breaking all the rules. Did you just delete his email completely? Oh, absolutely. And I took pictures that night of my New Year's Eve party, and I deleted them or cropped them out of every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you sent or at least post on the forum pictures of the skid mark chair. Okay, I absolutely will. Do well, my next project. So, Fuzzy, uh, you know, thanks for the enlightening story. And uh, I, I was actually seriously wondering about the concept of anal douching. But from now that you're the official gay sick and wrong correspondent, do you have any suggestions for the for the show from a gay point of view? Oh God, um, uh, more gay porn. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll work on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, more full frontal male nudity. Um, we are going to take some pictures later of D. So yeah, some actually, we're, no, we're supposed to reveal our true identities, but it's uh, mostly just pubic hair with a little button <laughs> sticking out. It's like a but. button on a fur coat. No, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I I know Jews are really hairy and I like body hair. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you think? What are your sentiments about us revealing our true identities here? Um, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that bad to say? No, you know, I I, I kind of thought it's most good. people would feel that way. I think way. it's going to drive more people off, but you think? So? Yeah, I'm prepared. Because I'm prepared to do that. I actually think that uh, once you see Wackerly's true face, <laughs> you're going to be a premature ejaculator. You know, remember back in the days with with like AOL when AOL first came on, and you'd like um, chat with somebody. And this is the days when people were like, "Oh, I don't have a scanner, so I don't have a picture." Um, so you know, not everybody could have a picture back in the back in the day. Um, so they tell you what they look like, and it, it didn't sound very great. But still, you built it up to be the best thing in your head. They're like, "Oh, I'm kind of short." You're like, "Oh, he's stocky." They're like, "You know, I'm kind of big." They're like, "Oh, he's a little cub." <laughs> and you'd like make it as good as you could in your head. That's what we've done with you guys. We've made you the ideal of what you've told us about yourself. Like, you know, like Wackerly, you said you're kind of tall and kind of a science fiction geek and you're a little nerdy. Um, but I'm like, oh, that sounds hot. He's going to be like, you know, like that, that the ugly hot that they show on TV. Oh, wait, wait, wait till you see <laughs> Disappointment him. Disappointment in T minus 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, seriously, I think I said last week that uh, the pictures that people posted in that thread on the forum weren't that far off. Some of them are very close. Yeah, some of them are very close. <laughs> well, Bozzy, thanks for being on the three-year anniversary show, and uh, you are the official gay sick and wrong correspondent. And uh, take care, keep listening, and definitely keep posting because uh, we love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be there. Never leave us again. All right. Take it easy, man. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bozzy Bear cracks me up. You know, I always wanted to hear about the concept of anal douching. Eesh. I read the posting on the forum, <laughs> and I was completely confused. I was like, dudes douche their anus? I don't. Under, yeah. I still don't understand how it's different from an enema. I, I think I thought yeah, and an enema was like it was the process, not the actual, the device. No, yes, an enema is yeah. a device. Right. Oh, is it? Okay. I think yeah. it's the enema, the I bag, it was a and process. everything. Well, maybe it's both. But you uh, know what? The way Fozzie explained it, it makes perfect sense. It's just like you know, if you are polite and you're a gay man and you're a bottom, you should know it's customary to douche your yeah. anus so you don't you shit have all a over someone's bed. Clean butthole. Yeah. A sparkling clean butthole. Exactly. Especially when you come to one of these parties on a New Year's Eve where yeah. you're expected to wander around naked. And, and you know you're going to get buggered. That yeah. guy knew the whole night yeah, he was yeah. going to get buggered. That's why he went there. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and, and he didn't have the, you know, the sense, the, the forethought to douche his anus. Yeah. Of course, he's always welcome to call in and, and prevent, present a rebuttal. Rebuttal. <laughs> 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 no pun intended. But Fozzie Bear is the official gay of Sick and Wrong. Replace nice. my brother. Yes. He surpassed. Yes. He now has the crown yeah. of official gay. So if you have any gay questions, we will direct them towards Fozzie Bear. In and the I feel like he does understand the responsibility, but I, I really hope he does understand the full brunt of the responsibility. I think he does. And people, if you want to uh, interact with Fozzie Bear and get the full Fozzie Bear effect, go join the forum because he's on there and he yeah. writes probably some of the wittiest comments then I've seen on the forum. Then you can bypass all us assholes and just ask him the <laughs> and question And ask him directly. Do you think yeah. some people drink uh, the and the... End result of an, an enema with uh, as like tea, like maybe it's like kind of some kind of like. <laughs> I, I don't know what they do in the UK there, sleazy E, but <laughs> it's like League of Gentlemen over here. <laughs> I would hope so. There is so, some subcult that does. There must be, huh? It, it is yeah. always nice talking to. Maybe Fozzie I should, yeah, I, I should get on the forum and ask some questions. <laughs> you probably should because there's a lot of UK go. listeners on exactly. there. So, uh, Wackerly, I know we have a couple of emails here and some phone calls to get to. I want to read this email. Another chick that sent in her tits, and I was uh, 
her definitely tits in a box. No, she's sending like five pictures of herself in uh, various yeah, states yeah. of undress. Yeah, yeah, the more the merrier. If you're gonna send in pics, like from all angles, yeah. The uh, what's it called? The map of Tazzy. <laughs> yeah, all maps of Tazzy Everything. angles. Yeah, go overboard. She writes, Dean Lance, I do believe I've got somewhat of a triple crown for you here this week, which is why I should be named winner for submitting the eyeball eater story that has certainly flooded the inbox from the masses already. That she actually a has one. a point. Yeah. Uh, we might have to save that one for next week. Yeah, we're missing that this week. Which yeah, is we're, a great we're not story. doing stories that week. Uh, she says, I'm like the goddamn Smarty Jones, except I call me Dummy Smith for no reason whatsoever but to giggle. Were those Nick Cave lyrics? I, you know, <laughs> it's like I, gibberish to me. I don't know I, what's going on. Oh, Tom Waits. I guess Tom Waits. Yeah. Uh, she says, number one, I'm the lucky recipient of a sick and wrong shirt for my 30th birthday. For wow. 32 goddamn ducats, I might add. And uh, she sends pictures of herself wearing the long sleeve sick and wrong shirt from Cafe Press. Wow. wow. And no, looks, we haven't even seen that. She looks pretty damn good in it. Uh, number two, semi-naked without photos. Better out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does look better out of it. Number two, semi-naked photos. I've previously been the lucky recipient of a free SW shirt in early times for sending in a titty pic, but I cheated and hid my face. Now I really have no shame left anymore. Really, what's the point? So here's my lovely portrait clad in my new shirt and my panties with multicolored dollar bills all over them. Got to represent West Oakland. Isn't that right, Wackley? Boner. <laughs> uh, number three, Jesus Christ, I forgot reason number three. Will this pick of a handcrafted work of local folk art folk art entitled Land of Lakes, Ladies' Knees as Titties Fill in My Slack? And she sent in this, we'll, we might have to post this picture. It's a Land of Lakes picture, but instead of holding butter, she's holding titties. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. She goes, I'm trying to live this no shame thing lately. I could become embarrassed and regretful that I've sent this email. But it's my 30th birthday, and uh, maybe it's a recent OCD, or perhaps I'm just a cynical-ass bitch nihilist, yet confusingly earnest, accepting that people mock me in all ways, always. Self-deprecating. <laughs> uh, she says, I love your show. The sense of humor that you and Lance have make my panties wet. I splooge at the thought of chugging MGD alongside you assholes someday. The thought of adding my snappy comments to stupid questions makes me want to violate my every orifice. Wow. Um, I imagine one day meeting you at the ba in the bathroom at radio. Our eyes will meet. We could quote Blazing Saddles and Bukowski and chug Jack and Lemonade until the sweet, sweet vomit signals that it's time to go buy more heroin someday. Love, Carrie B., the slacker. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a great time, except for the fact that the bathroom at radio is the most disgusting restroom in the East Bay. Well, it might be the most disgusting bathroom in the entire Bay Area. Weren't we there and, recently where someone actually puked shrimp cocktail or something? There was shrimp, have you ever it was been, pink. Have you ever been to radio where there wasn't puke in the bathroom? That's, no. a, that's a better question. It always smells like shit and barf and, uh, you know, excreta. And it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. it's just a disgusting place. Although, you know, if Carrie B was there and we were, like, slamming heroin and, you know, doing Jack... It might be a better time. And talking about Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I imagine that'd be fun. But thank you, Carrie, for sending in those naked pics. I'm probably going to jerk off to those tonight. <laughs> <laughs> she has incredible breasts. She has a great body. For 30, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And uh, thank you for buying a shirt as well. Well, actually, we got some more phone calls to the sick and wrong drunk dial line. 206-666-3846 is that number. I think this first guy that's calling in 
is another Australian, or maybe it's another drunk American pretending to be an Australian, which happens frequently. Or a Brit. Or a Brit. <laughs> Not Australian, most likely. So what's phone call number one here? Here it goes. Crikey, mate. I think Wackily looks like a dingo playing a didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> a didgeridoo. Uh, D. Simon probably looks ridiculous. Like a tall, cool cat of fosters being dragged by a kookaburra. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. Dude, that's almost worse than the Australian accent that we do. It's not even an accent. It's just <laughs> some guy sort of who's got a huge lung full of bong toke. <laughs> just yeah, talking. Yeah. Oh, I think that's just... Yeah, I, I, you look like an Australian, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just some really drunk dude. Yeah. But uh, thank you. Uh, Wackily does kind of look like a dingo. <laughs> All right. And can we close this out with one call? Yeah, we got another call here from uh, Trucker Paul, right? Yeah, and I think it's appropriate because he's the favorite caller. One of our favorite listeners who also drives a truck. You can guess who's coming up. Trucker Paul! Hey, Dan Lance! You know, dude, you'll never mistake that voice. Hey, Mr. W and Mr. S, it's Trucker Paul. I, um, listening to your 152 and talking about porn and masturbating and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's what we always talk uh, about. When I finally got out of the house, uh, I was old enough to get an apartment myself. I, uh, you know, of course, you go crazy. And I uh, I thought I'd, I'd start calling those sex lines. And I called this one, and the advertisement was... natural inclination. Wait, hold on, who calls sex... Did you ever call a sex line? No, I was, I was scared of the 1-900 number, how much it was going to cost. Right, but uh, Trucker Paul is saying like, he didn't have the internet when he moved out of his uh, parents' yeah. house. Yeah, but so, like, the he, only free... The 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I never had the like internet when I moved out of my parents' house, and I never called sex lines because maybe it's, I lack the imagination. Yeah. But that doesn't do it for me. No, no, it still doesn't. Oh, you know, occasionally, I'll, you know, occasionally I'll talk to my ex-girlfriend and uh, we'll the do a phone, phone sex, sex thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you can imagine, you have a memory of, of what it was like. Of what she looked yeah. like, rather than some right. chick you have no idea what right. she looks like on the other she end. She like a 50-year-old... 50-year-old uh, yeah. uh, hag, yeah. So, to enjoy the phone sex, you have to have an image of somebody in your mind, is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. So, Trucker Paul was uh, wading into dangerous waters here. It was... Uh, like something like a little something special or something had this gorgeous looking chick as the key to the story is the, the picture only showed her from like the belly button up and uh, I call her and, and, and you know she starts in right away and uh, talking about her breasts and you know her ass and all that kind of good stuff and, the good stuff <laughs> and uh, it, it took her a while maybe like two, three minutes, and I'm about ready to, you know, be done, if you know what I mean. And uh, she goes, I've got a surprise for you. And I go, oh, yeah? And, you know, I'm trying not to talk, because I just want to finish and get the hell off the phone, you know? <laughs> and uh, she goes, yeah, why don't you reach around front? She goes, feel that? I've got a big, hard cock for you. <laughs> and I just, like, instantly just... <laughs> 
I just hung up and I decided I'd never fucking call those numbers again. But uh, I had to call and tell you that. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny about that? I'd rather have it happen over the phone than in real life. Yeah, but you still played like $3 a minute. Yeah, <laughs> right the end where she said she had a huge cock. It's not like you get that money back because you didn't blow your load. It's a total bait and switch. Yeah. I don't know. I would have been really? pissed. Maybe, maybe that's a lesson to y'all. Like, do they still have 1 900 numbers? Can you still call 1 900 numbers? I can't believe they're very yeah, profitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, not? they do. Do they? I mean, I guess you see them in the back yeah. of porn mags. In but... the back of Penthouse and all those magazines. Like, how yeah, profitable yeah, could it be, though? Because I can go online and like watch any kind of sex I but want for free. It must be profitable because they're like pages of them. Maybe know? people, people like the, the personal connection, the personal connection yeah. or something. Well, thank you, Trucker Paul, for calling in. It's always nice to hear from Trucker Paul. The guy, the guy seriously has the most interesting balls. things to say. You know, a lot of people have been asking, whatever happened to Vietnam, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder what happened to know. Vietnam, dude, too. But I think we, I don't know. Maybe he played like Russian roulette and. Yeah, could have capped <laughs> himself. You know, Dear Hunter. <laughs> I don't want to say that we scared him off, but we did kind of call him out. Like, we were like, listen, dude, if you're going to call up, I want to hear about, you know, ear necklaces or something. I want to hear yeah. some real stories. Shrunken heads and, yeah. Other than the same Apocalypse thing he called in every he time. He didn't have those stories, but he just wasn't prepared to. Disclose the details. He, and he never did. And maybe that's why I mean, he stopped man, rolling. you weren't there, right? I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Were you there? I, I would like he to have. I, I would like to have. Um, Vietnam dude start calling in again. Yeah. God, I'm feeling killer kinda, be killed. <laughs> killer be killed. That's the yeah, two, <laughs> options. <laughs> two options. That's what he used to say. You know, I'm actually kind of feeling drunk. I got bourbon right in front of me. I have champagne. champagne. And I have beer. I know, and I'm all empty. I'm about to swoop oh, in yeah. like a vulture. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah here. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Have gone. some bourbon here there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome. I have what plenty to go say? around. What was the end of that thought? That you had all those booze? Yeah, and no, I was just saying I'm out. Yeah. Buzz. So, which leads me into my next section here. Before we give Kendra a call, I wanted to talk about some of your favorite shows that we've done over the past three years here in Sick and Wrong. A lot of people have written in on the forum talking about their favorite episodes that have gone on here on the show and it's hard for me to really narrow down like my favorite shows i know i have a couple that i've enjoyed doing and then there's a couple that i think i did not enjoy doing (laughs) (laughs) but um you know it's funny to hear like i'm just gonna read a couple of these from the forum you know the and uh i I posted a, a a thread here that said the anniversary shows this week we're playing to discuss the best and worst shows of the past three years what's your favorite episode so Fozzie Bear wrote in, said he loves any episode with my brother and mattress on it. Whereas Chicken Fister writes in, he goes, any episode with your brother is shit, and uh, I hate <laughs> listening to it. He hates being there, is one word answers, give me the shits, and I end up skipping the episode. <laughs> A few shits. people wrote in saying they love the episode that we had with the ex-hooker. You remember yeah. Denise? Yes, definitely. I was not on that episode. But yeah, maybe yeah. is why people liked it so much. <laughs> I don't know. She was interesting, and uh, Kendra actually said that was one of her favorite episodes because she was talking about how much she described the, the smells of different uh, testicles of different nationalities. Yes, yeah. yes, that she was. Thought good. that was interesting. Yeah, right. Um, some people say they really like the interview shows, which I always kind of find funny because those are some of the more difficult shows that we do. I. Completely loathe doing any interview. Wackerly hates, hates the interview. I don't like people. I don't like talking to new people. <laughs> it sucks. But you know, dude, we've done some pretty 
high profile interviews. I mean, some of the interviews we've done the show, like some, I mean, some interviews of note, Neil Smither, crime scene cleaners. He Great was a interview. Good they yeah, always, good. Here's the thing. They always end up being fun. I just loathe them going into the situation. Yeah, we well, don't you, know. You don't I'm, know how they. I'm they're a gonna, paranoid type of guy. And you, don't, you don't know how they're going to end up. Yeah, I think you loathe the preparation. Yeah, I loathe yeah. the preparation. Yeah, but hey, Dave, I think but the people D, are not going to like does, me. But D does all the preparation, and he smooths <laughs> it over. He, you know. Yeah. But I, I mean, think about it though. That's like, why I love him deeply. Mary Roach. Who I was surprised that she would even talk to us in the first place because she, I mean, she's like a New York <laughs> Times bestselling author. I think uh, the key word is that we fooled her. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. We were but a you know what? Though, operation. You know what? I I emailed her the next day and I was like, "Hey, thanks for doing the interview. You're, you know, it was great to talk to you. Is is funny. If you want to check out the interview, go here." And she wrote back saying, "You know, it's been light years since I've done an interview. I've done an interview that wow. fun. Oh, oh. And I think if you think about it, it's a lot of our interviews are so professional. They're with just professional talking heads on like Good Morning America or something. Right, right, right the yeah. People like our interviews because they're not professional. Like, and we're really just yeah. talking. Yeah. Well, because you know you, they get asked the same questions over and over, over and, and over. Again. You know, and it's like you know finally like some something like you know, a bit and, more and, creative. And plus, you could tell that we were into you know what she was doing. I think you know one." One of my favorite interviews is the Find a Death guy. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. I just went to a bunch of those houses too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you we take did the tour. No, we didn't take the tour, but we uh, we got like maps of the stars' homes, and it's got all the death houses on there too. So we saw where old OJ slit, cut the head off Nicole Simpson or whatever her name. Oh is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the old uh, the old um, Manson house or whatever. Yeah, wow. yeah no, 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 that's pretty cool. The Find a Death guy was definitely interesting. Yeah. The foreskin tugger. We yes. actually even had my father on yes. the show which is kind of funny yes that was interesting uh, which cracks me up but you but you know there's been good shows there's been bad shows i think one of my personal worst show was the one with bob madigan when he was completely wasted remember when i peed on your xbox and you're yeah, off yeah. the show for a while yeah, i was not on that show and i was uh, pissed bob madigan was <laughs> like, got it's done. uncontrollably <laughs> drunk i couldn't even deal with it i don't even remember what you didn't make it through was. like an hour though right yeah, we made it barely through an hour, and he didn't even have a recollection of even being on the show. It was one of the best sweepers, though. The synchronon. Uh, yes. Synchronon. Synchronon. No, that was good. I, I think the worst interview that we probably ever did was the serial killer board game guy. Remember that yeah, guy? Yeah, I don't even know why we had did, attempted that. He was just so lame. It it was, and you know the thing is, it wasn't he, his fault. It was our fault for thinking that it would be a good show. You know, he was just like, I made a bar game, and we kept trying to ask him all these questions about like why he made the bar game and like what his like you know thoughts behind the you know the whole idea were, and he didn't have any. He didn't. There weren't any thoughts behind it. He no, had, and he was the most boring it. individual I think we've ever spoken to. And it was funny yeah, too. I, was, too, I hope like, he's not listening. Five minutes into the interview, I was like, why did we call this guy again? Yeah. <laughs> and 30 minutes later, we were still talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you think about, you know, any show, any radio show, yeah. whatever, any broadcast, you have your ups and downs. Yeah. And maybe that like was a, a down. Snickers. I think maybe we made up with it with some of the articles. You know, people wrote in or, you know, have been asking me, like, what's your favorite article? And it's like, dude, I don't know. Do you even remember the article the following week? No, I don't remember what I talked about last There's week. There's a couple standouts, like the... Austrian guy who kept his kids in the basement. Right, the but you only, yeah, you only remember that because like every news outlet was talking. That was yeah, big, 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 I, I like, big, the, big I like the stories that you know nobody talks about. Like, it's difficult to qualify, and and that's the thing. It's like we do this show, and then the, the next week it's a new show, so we forget about it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think in the it's future, a continuum. In the future, we plan to have some more good interviews, and um, 
you know, interesting topics. I, I, I doubt, like, people have asked, are you going to change the show after three years? It's like, I don't see us changing anything. No. <laughs> we don't have any it's new working. ideas. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's working. There's no new idea. That's I the think idea. The alcohol don't has fix numbed it. my creativity, <laughs> so that's about it. I did have an idea about it, like that all year round Christmas show. You remember that one? Yeah, well, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a separate idea. podcast altogether. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when well, I leave the show, that's where I'll be, Mister Christmas. I say we call our last uh, guest who we're going to have on the show and uh, saving the best for last here. One of our most popular uh, listeners, uh, definitely the queen of the forum, our dearest and most attractive listener, Kendra. All the male listeners. Grab your lube. <laughs> yeah, grab your lube because now you're going to hear and Kendra the box of tissues. and the flash. Let's give her a call. Hello? Kendra, how you doing? It's D. Simon and Lance Wackerly calling from Sick and Wrong. Hey, Kendra. How's it going? Hey, how you doing? I'm glad that you came on the show and uh, it's the three-year anniversary and you're definitely one of our most, you know, dearest fans. I was excited to talk to you tonight. I think well, the I'm most. very honored to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. No, but seriously, you, you're probably one of the longest, dearest, and most attractive fans that we have. <laughs> you guys are too kind. I know. We, we, we try to flatter. You're also the most sexually uninhibited fan, I'd say, uh, next to Fozzie Bear. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually just had a nice fine chat with Fozzie just a second ago. But uh, I think he's one of my favorite people on the forum. Yeah, that, he cracks me up. You know, I love a lot of people. I love a lot of personalities on the forum, yours included. I mean, you you have your own page, don't you? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. That's... You won a contest doing something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, the donation oh, I... thing. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the largest donation won you your own forum section. Yeah, which is, but you know, you notice a lot of people post there, though. So it's a, it's a popular forum section. Yeah. And there's a few posts up there. Yeah. So, Kendra, you just had a birthday. I want to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, when was it? Was it last week? Yeah, it was last Friday. Last Friday. The first time in quite a while that I've actually had my birthday fall on a Friday. So, was it fun? What'd you do? Um, It was okay. I went out for dinner with some friends, and then we went drinking. And they taught me how to do fire in the hole shots. Fire in the bowl? What's that? Fire in the hole. hole. Fire in the hole. Yeah. Which is what? You end up drinking a bunch of Sambuca, and you swish it around in your mouth, and then you essentially light your mouth on fire. Oh, then that sounds safe. It's if you have a, beard, a really, it really combination work. for, you know, lighting your mouth on fire when you've had a lot of alcohol and you don't really have your wits about you. Yeah. So do you get pretty intoxicated, though? Uh, fair bit, yeah. I read, though, on the... Uh, Somewhere on the forum, you wrote that you also had your ass eaten that night. Oh, yes, I did. Is this a birthday tradition, or is this like the start of a birthday tradition? I think this is the start of a birthday tra tradition, because this was the first birthday that I spent with my current boyfriend. So, And that was the first time that he performed that particular act on me. Now, was it because of the fire in the holes, or was it just he was like feeling randy because it's your birthday, he wanted to please you? I think it was a combination of uh, the amount of alcohol that had been consumed and the fact that it was uh, kind of a celebratory night. You know, I imagine getting your ass eaten is probably better than the surprise finger in the butt, don't you think? Oh, he tried that too. 
he wanted to go for anal, and I was like, well, hold on a second here. It's my birthday, not your birthday, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Back. I don't want my sphincter <laughs> torn apart on my birthday. Right, but if he says he wants to do anal, that's kind of ambiguous. I mean, do you have a strap on? Well, I was like, you know what? You can wait for your birthday, and then we'll deal with that issue then. But uh, no, you're not getting any of that tonight. So is this the infamous boyfriend that you've spoken about on the forum in the past, the guy that cheated on you? He did you wrong, I think, at one point, right? Oh, he did, and he is still not completely forgiven for that. What was the punishment? I thought you had, like, some genital, like, cock and ball torture device. Well, I was trying to think of a punishment, and then he ended up spending, like, a lot of money on my Christmas present. So I was like, well, I guess that makes up for it, at least somewhat. So, that and the ass eating. Yeah, the ass eating and the Christmas gift. I, you know, actually, I thought the punishment. Did you say that you recently had an abortion or something? Yeah, I did. So that wasn't. Was it because of him? Yes, it was. So was that part of the punishment? No. Well, it was. It was kind of a weird situation because um, shortly after we broke up, when I found out I was seeing this other girl, I found out I was pregnant by him. And then I told him about it, and surprisingly, he was pretty supportive of it. And because of that, we actually ended up getting back together because he wasn't just like a total asshole when I told him about it. You know, that's, that's kind of amazing because I think typically most an abortion would kind of drive a couple apart. Yeah, exactly. So you guys must have a pretty strong relationship. It's Canada, then. though. I mean, everything is topsy-turvy up there and backwards. That is true. Well, you know, I wouldn't say so much that we have a super strong relationship more the fact that I just completely control everything and he does what I says. So that's, you know, that's the mark of a good relationship in my book. Nice. Yeah, nobody has super strong relationships anymore. That's as best as you can expect. Yeah, but a henpecked husband or boyfriend, I think, <laughs> always works well for the girl, you know? <laughs> so, Kendra, you were the, I think you were the first female fan of the show to send us naked pics. I believe I was. And, and it was funny, too, because I was looking through some old emails and I found a picture that you sent of your nether regions, but you didn't, you know, you just sent a picture of your pierced pussy, but you didn't say anything about it. It was just, and I think we Did doubted. Did it have a cigarette in it? Yeah, it was a cigarette. <laughs> and we, we doubted the authenticity. I remember that one. <laughs> and well, then you resent the picture with sick and wrong written, like, on your thighs. That was a separate picture. A separate picture. I know. Right. It, was, it, was, it was pretty funny. And, that, and I was like, okay, you know, I will never doubt this girl again. <laughs> I should hope not. Um, actually, at one point, I, I, was supposed to be, I was supposed to get a knit hat that <laughs> never showed up, so I do still have some doubts. <laughs> I think it's called a toque or a toque. I'm not sure, but... You know what? That toque is sitting about five feet away from me right now. <laughs> do I have to come up there and get it? You're welcome to come up to Vancouver and visit and retrieve your toque. <laughs> so wait, is it, does it say whacker on it? No, it doesn't. I asked him if he wanted, you know, like some nice decorations or some nice color work on it. And uh, Wacker there didn't seem too keen on that. So it's yeah, I mostly, like, like, mostly dress like a communist, just like drab colors, gray jumpsuits. I don't want to draw attention to myself. Yeah, but a nice. I put a pom pom on it too, but uh, I didn't think you'd be uh, too big on that. Oh come on, put the pom pom on it. I think that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> so Kendra, how did you, being that you're one of the longest fans, how did you find out about Sick and Wrong? How did you discover it in the first place? You know what? I was thinking about that the other day, and I can't remember. All I remember is I was at work one day. Like, this was a while ago. I think this was like two or three years ago. 
and I was really bored, and I was online. I don't know what I was looking at, but I ended up coming across this podcast, and I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty funny, and then became a loyal listener from there on. But it must have been one of the like single digits, probably. It must have been like do episode you go 10 on a, or something. Do you go on Craigslist rants and raves very often? Because um, D used to post like fake you oh, know, I spam for... to the, that site all the time. Yeah, in the beginning. I used to, and as a matter of fact. That's probably where you found it. Well, no, but as a matter of fact, I found another Sick and Wrong fan from Vancouver on the uh, Vancouver section of Craigslist Rants and Rates. Well, that's kind of they interesting. They were, uh, yeah, giving promos for your show and talking it up. And so, yeah, you've got some other fans here in Vancouver. You actually ended up getting, if I recall correctly, getting, we made a love connection through the show. Remember Eugene? Ah, uh, yes, I remember him fondly. <laughs> Do you still speak to him? Uh, yeah, actually, he texted every now and then and he's like I'm really horny send me pictures of your tips to jerk off to <laughs> and I'm planning on coming up to San Francisco eventually and I'm gonna hook up with him and like I don't know five of his buddies or something yeah and uh, I was wondering about that whatever happened to that gangbang it's gonna happen it's just a matter of me getting my ass up there how, how does your boyfriend feel about that uh yeah he's he's not too keen on that but <laughs> he's not gonna take part no so, I've totally given him a complex about black guys after telling him about my uh, first encounter with Eugene. I would, if I was your boyfriend, I would be scared of Eugene. That guy's like a fearsome <laughs> dude. Yeah, well. I don't know. But, but didn't you say like uh, you bled all over him or something? Yes, I did. Because the day that came up, I ended up getting my period. And so I tested him and was like, well, I hope you're not afraid of blood. And he's like, no, no, it's, it's fine. Well, he's an ultimate and, fighter. Well, so we ended up having sex, and then we fell asleep. And I have my diva cup. As you know, I don't use tampons or pads. So I didn't wear my diva cup that night, and I woke up the next morning, and all this blood had just, like, pooled inside of my pussy. So we started going at it, and there was fucking blood everywhere. And then he looked down, and he was just like, I need to take a fucking shower. <laughs> well, I mean, how did you feel about your sheets? <laughs> Because we just talked to Fozzie, and he doesn't like bodily fluids all over his sheets, apparently. See, I don't have a big deal with bodily fluids on my sheet. Actually, when I broke up with my boyfriend, the reason he broke up with me, he thought that I was, this was another time when we broke up, before the most recent one, he thought I was cheating on him, and he was like, I can tell because there's fucking cum stains all over your pillow. Sherlock Holmes there. And yeah, that was his reasoning. And I was like, well, those are yours. <laughs> or a uh, worst answer would be no those are from the guy I fucked before we even started dating I just haven't washed you, them in yeah that do long. you wash your sheets Kendra <laughs> every now and then every now and then you like to do that oh that's kind of cool no you know I like and Eugene a little something I, I like Eugene I think he's a great guest I still love his band like whenever Oxbow's playing you know I like to go check him out but I was still kind of uh, you know impressed that we made a love connection through the show so that was kind of yeah, nice. It was uh, quite the love connection. In well, a sex connection. A sex connection. <laughs> a love connection. Whatever you want to name it. So, so, Kendra, after all these years of listening to this show, all three of these years, who do you find, now be honest here, who do you find more attractive, me or Wackerly? Well, see, the thing is, I've seen pictures of you. You sent me one picture of you where I could see it pretty clearly. But I, I forgot about that. What, don't you don't tell, my, you don't tell Wackerly. <laughs> You're supposed to keep that a secret. That's uh, quite the attractive picture, too, by the way. But uh, I haven't seen many pictures of Wackers, so I don't really have 
too clear of an idea of what he looks like. I just saw one tonight on the forum of you guys on uh, a Segway. And oh, so I have yeah. a, a bit of a better idea of what he looks like, but... Uh, at this point, I mean... I've never been on a Segway, by the way. That was a false picture. <laughs> but I'm not even talking physically. I'm saying just mentally, who do you like? Mentally, well, I'm sure you... Who makes, a, who know, makes you uh, wet? My heart belongs to D. Oh, well, haha, ha whacker. Told ya. <laughs> but you. Uh, I is, think... it, is it across the street or down the road with the razor? Which way do you go? <laughs> I forget. But, but don't right you think... across the throat. I think a combination of us, of us both, though... I think would be the ultimate uh, satisfaction. Yeah. Well, you know what? Wacker has his charms, that's for sure. I'm going to go dunk my head in Lake Merritt and drown myself now. Oh, please don't. We <laughs> for just anyone, so uh, there's something to be said for that. So for 2009, you have any big suggestions for the show? Um, interviews. More interviews more or interviews? less interviews? I like them. All sorts of different interviews, like the ones you've had recently, those usually end up being my favorite like the ones with these brother those are always memorable and pretty entertaining um i hey, like you know what kendra Denise you and Ford. you and fozzy are the only people who like these yeah. brother everybody else hates yeah him. chicken fista oh, just fozzy laid into him <laughs> what was that me and fozzy have good taste yeah you and fozzy do have good taste yes and that's why we had you here on the uh, three-year anniversary show so are you still planning to eventually come to san francisco Yes, I am. Um, as soon as I free up some time in my schedule with work, I'm hoping it's not going to be uh, too far off. Well, hopefully it's in the in the near future. And when you do, we'll go out and we'll uh, you know go hit up my brother's bar, do some drinking. Sounds like a plan. Uh, that sounds fun. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show. It's been fun talking to you. You're very welcome. All right. Thanks, Kendra. Take it easy. Say goodnight to Bonkers and the other one. <laughs> Bonkers and Boogie. <laughs> All right, good night. Okay, good night. So doesn't Kendra have a sexy voice? Yeah. I never thought I'd think that, you know, the Canadian accent was sexy, but she's done it for me. Did I fuck up her name? Did I call her Kendra instead of Kendra? I don't know. It's like a schwa. Yeah, it's hard It's hard for <laughs> me to, to, to pronounce that name. I think I have a mental block or something. Yeah, it's because her name is spelled with a Y. It's K-Y-N-D-R-A. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. And D, you associate that with a Kia. A Ken. Kia? Kendra? I, you know, I have well, no you idea. Can edit all this Maybe it's a schwa. <laughs> <out, please. laughs> okay. But I still think, nevertheless, she has a, an attractive voice. And maybe I'm just saying this because she finds me more attractive than you, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? The pictures haven't been seen yet. So once she sees that yeah. picture. Do you see my stare? My glare? <laughs> He's staring daggers at me I'm right now, pissed. Kendra. I, really, I thought that. I was going to go the other way. <laughs> and now I'm disappointed. Fascinating conversation. And I think it's great to know that she has a boyfriend, yet she's still planning to come down to San Francisco and have a gangbang with Eugene. Yeah, you think Oxbow. that's great, but that guy, that guy doesn't think it. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but you're included too, right? Eugene, Dean. God, yeah. I, I don't know if uh, we're invited to this gangbang. It's a bunch of black gang guys bang. and then D. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, you think I get in there? Slide it in the side there. Hey, I'm, I'm next. I'm next. I think I might have to sit that one out. I don't know. Well, thank you, Kendra. It was great talking to you. And um, well, I think we have a couple more phone calls, and then we got to wrap up this show. We've been going on a little too long here. But, yeah, we got a couple calls we want to get to. One is from our Chicago listener, one of our um, current uh, frequent callers here, Magpie. He's also been a listener for a long time. Yeah. Mm. 
morning, children. It's the Magpie once again calling from Chicago, where it is not quite as cold, but it is a bitch getting the car out of the snowdrift. We'd just like to wish you guys a congratulations on three years of sickness and wrongness and silliness and all sorts of other shit. Peace out. Later. Nice. Thank yeah. you, Magpie, for calling in. Because sounds one of, like Iowa girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is one of our longest listeners, and it's yeah. always good to hear from him. Good I wonder if he's still doing that band thing that he was All right. doing. Are we ready to close this out? Last we, call? We have last call here is from Redfield, who's a frequent poster on the forum, and a uh, another Brit, I think, there, Sleazy E. Really? Let's, English invasion. We'll find out. Hey, guys. <laughs> Short and sweet. Short and sweet and uh, quite enlightening. He likes the Skype. Too yeah. cheap to call. I know. Too cheap to call, so he calls over Skype. But people, you can call Skype if you'd like and leave us a message. It's a Sick and Wrong Podcast, I think. It's just the number. I don't know if that's the number or the login name. I don't know how it I works. I don't know. That's your deal, though. Yeah, no, I signed up for voicemail because a bunch of people were saying I was too Jewish not to do it. And it really <laughs> And you it, took offense to that? You know, I took offense to it, but then I looked into it and I'm like, it's six dollars for like three months. So I'm like, okay, maybe I am being a bit Jewish about this. It's only a couple of shekels. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple shekels. Well, people, thanks for calling in. And uh yeah, you know, I'd like to thank all of our our uh our guests that we've had on the show and everybody else who's called in tonight. Um it's been great to have the sick and wrong three-year anniversary and it's always nice to feel that people you know are grateful that we're still doing this show after so many fucking years and uh finally if you haven't been on the sick and wrong forum you're missing out we have over a thousand members uh you can actually see my new movie i put on the forum i want to know what love is <laughs> do you watch that movie which one the tattoo one or the other one no the one with all the uh, I yeah know i couldn't what watch the that love one is. i want the internet to show i couldn't me. watch that one do you watch that wackerly i couldn't watch uh it. parts but yeah i had yeah. to stop it Dude, wackerly doesn't support my uh you know cinematic endeavors <laughs> never does he always derides any video i make well you know when it comes to you just to- wait till that's fucking viral <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see where you'll be yeah viral disease viral i'll be kneeling <laughs> at your feet yeah. at that point uh, there's also the Describe Dean Lance contest, which you know is pretty much going to end this week because tonight we're out and about. Taking we're pics. going to take a picture of our true identities. We're going to post on the forum. Sleazy is going to take the picture. <laughs> Sleazy's taking the picture of, of uh, me and Wackerly. He's bared with us for this whole fucking long ass show. <laughs> yeah, just for the specific. We're have him take the picture. And he's hung and, out for and that long. And now I'm too drunk for, to and do so it. Then- <laughs> you can push the button. You can push the button. Trust me. You know what's going to happen? It's going to be a picture of like our mid section. Yeah. The face. Toss- is Cut off because he's too wasted. I'm gonna whip my caca. But we're gonna decide who the uh, winner of the describe Lance and D contest is once that uh, picture has been posted. And you gotta go check out the forum to see that. You can find the forum right off our main page, chickenwrongpodcast.com. I'd like to thank everybody for subscribing to the show through iTunes and for leaving us comments. You're really helping out the show by doing that. Continue to do that. We almost have 100 comments. I'm predicting by next week, 105. Right, but uh, your ranking isn't based on the comments. It's based on the subscriptions. So subscribe, motherfuckers. (laughs) Also, uh, thank you, everybody, for ordering T-shirts. You're really supporting the show. Buy a Sick and Wrong Anniversary tee right off of uh, the website, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Click on the store section. You're really keeping us going through 2009. Finally here, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Wilder. 
He says, so I just sent you a Christmas song, but here's one more song. It's Start Wearing Purple by Gogol Bordello, an Eastern European group. I think the singer's from the Ukraine. Check out the video on YouTube. I have to say, listening to you guys, you really remind me of a lot of people I grew up with. My name is Wilder. I used to be a punk rocker in San Jose, California. Went to a few shows at Gilman Street in Berkeley back then. Then later, I lived in Oakland for a little while near the Muslim Bakery. Hey. MLK in 65th. Yes, I Lucky know. Lucky still alive. They had the best bean pies. He says, living in Oakland and East Palo Alto, I got real used to hearing gunshots. Later, I went back to Puerto Rico. My mom and I were in the living room of our place talking when there was a straight-up gun battle in the street outside. Everybody was running scared for their rooms. My mom and me laughed, just kept talking. Gun battles like earthquakes. Not much you can do about them. Just live your life. Where I live now, people just don't get it. Anyway, I hope you guys keep doing this show for a while longer. Peace, Wilder. So we're going to end the show with uh, Start Wearing Purple by Gogo Bordello. Amen, brother. Second second wrong song of the week. Thank you, Wilder, for sending that in. People, go check out com. You can see a pic of the real me and Wackerly. We're going to put that in the photo section. You want to put it on the main page? Main page. Main page. Main page. Put it up on the main page. Yeah. And uh, finally here, will we do another three years? I kind of fucking doubt it. (laughs) Hell yeah. But we will definitely be back with next week. With episode 158. Thank you, uh, Sleazy E, for coming in. I'd like to thank all the guests, Steele, Fozzie Bear, and Kendra, for being on the show here. And I'd like to thank all the listeners for listening to us for three fucking years. Yeah, it seems like a long time. It's unbelievable. Hat trick. I know. It's it's amazing. (laughs) We'll be back next week with episode 158. Until then, take it, Sleazy. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish I promise, it's just a matter of time So yeah Start wearing purple, wearing purple Since you were a 20 I was 20 And thought that some years from now A purple little little lady Will be perfect For dirty old and useless clown So yeah From Diogenes to the Foucault From Lozhetskin to Passport